Hey everybody, this is Jack. I just want to remind you we're in the second week of our contest for new subscribers. Details are at the end of the podcast. Can we tell Lace to make a uh, switch cartridge flavored chip? Tell him whatever the fuck you oh, want. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Switch cartridge flavored. Hold on. Colin, have you licked a switch cartridge? No, and I refuse. You have you have no room to oh, talk. Oh, dude, you, you should do it on the podcast. Do it right now. No, I do not. Do it I imported one of my cartridges and I'm not licking Zelda. I am sorry. You, no, listen, you have to do it now. So I don't know if you realize that or not, but it's happening and it's happening at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I'm serious. Like, you have to do it. We brought it up. This is a this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, look, you can't you can't bring up cartridge flavored chips and yes. not. You brought have this on yourself. How did this go from yes. favorite chips licked. to dare? <laughs> you just look. have to, like, lick the edge or you don't have to lick the connectors. You just have to no, lick no, any part no, of it, really. You, you have to lick the sticker. Is it going to is it, is it that, gonna ruin yeah. my label, my saliva? Oh god! Nah. Well, unless you've eaten some raunchy shit, but probably yeah. not. Yeah. So okay, look forward to Maybe that. Maybe eat some chips let's first. Go back. <laughs> let's go back to chips. So you want to talk about your favorite chips? Yeah. Honestly, off the t- bring so, it. So off the top of my head, my like some of my go-to chips are like Funyuns. Funyuns pops up to pop, pops up in my head. Hold on, dude. This podcast oh. is starting off awesome, dude. Okay, <laughs> okay. Is, is are you excited, Jack? Funyun, yes. Is a Funyun a chip? Is the great debate. Oh, that is not a chip, dude. Okay, Funyuns are not chips. Oh my god. <laughs> so, are we solely only doing potato chips? You said chips, dude. Yeah, but okay, chips. so okay. D- I guess we should have said. Listen, I, this is, we're not. This is not the UK, dude. We're not debating if chips are fries, dude. Okay, okay like chips. Okay, maybe we should have said some ground rules. When I think, when I think, God. when I th- think chips personally, and we don't have to do it this way, but I, when I think chips, I think like I'll, I'll, pretty much anything that comes in a bag like that, like like Cheetos, like because all this stuff is like I think it's all by the Lay's company anyway. But it's like, wait, wait. So are dude, you saying a Cheeto is not any, a chip either? Are you saying anything that comes in a bag? Because that is very broad. Oh my god! All right, so pretzels. Yeah, so popcorn. Popcorn's chip now. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, here, here's here. When I hear chip, potato. I think of anything that's a flat potato chip, okay. or like with ruffles, like, okay, you know, a tiny disc. But, one so, might say, po- okay, yeah. potato uh, chips. However, we will say when, that. Okay, because if you, I, I would classify a funyun as a snack. Funyun is not a chip. Let's just be square on that, guys. Can we agree? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. It is not a potato chip. You're right. Whew. Of course, it, of course, it's not a potato chip. I don't know, but I think chips. <laughs> of course, of I, course, not. I have a very, oh, I have a very broad definition of the word chip. <laughs> I, I guess for sure. I guess uh, so. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, back, backpedal a little bit. Okay, potato chip. We're gonna we're gonna talk potato chips. So yeah. So what's your favorite potato? Fair chip? enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My, it took us five minutes to just get the rules. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Well, we we know where we're going now. So anyway, potato chips. Lay's. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with either, and I think they're almost interchangeable. And you can disagree with me on this. 
salt and vinegar or dill pickle? So I disagree that they're interchangeable. I think they taste very vine- similar to me. Well, here's the thing. So vinegar is like the sweat of um, that one guy you really hate. Ooh. You know, can you imagine that guy you really hate? Imagine his sweat. That's what vinegar is. It's not dill pickles. So what are you getting at? What I'm saying is they're not interchangeable. Uh, yeah, fair <laughs> like, enough. Like if, you put a, if you put a plate of dill pickle flavored chips in front of me, I wouldn't think, oh, it's kind of like salt vinegar. I don't oh, know. They always oh. tasted very similar to me personally of the two of the two there i would say that salt and vinegar would be my preference yeah like i would more if they if both of them were in front of me i'd definitely reach for the salt and vinegar first see i've had neither of them because i'm not a fan of like vinegar in general it's like the one food thing that makes me gag a little uh yeah when when you smell it on its own it's like a raw dude you you tell me you when you Um, get like a hot plate of like french fries you don't smother that shit in ketchup and vinegar love it no, no, because no. I'm not English. I'm not English. Yeah, what the hell, Neither are you? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of ketchup like that. Ketchup's fine, but I, I'll go barbecue sauce on my fries any day. I, I'm good with that, ketchup. man. I'm good with that. Especially Wendy's barbecue sauce. That's the best, objectively the best fast Honestly, food Honestly, though, sauce I, w- I might have to agree with you. Dude, I don't, you know what it is? Like, why does it seem like other barbecue sauces from other restaurants are like, I, I don't know if it's because they're like, they're refrigerated or something. I don't know what it is. It's like, it's got a different texture to it compared to wendy's yeah wendy's just does it right yeah. i don't know what they're doing they're doing something they get they got it's because it's because yeah, it's got, got, got a bigger down. mouth on it on the the container that's what it is yeah it's easier to dip too exactly, exactly. but anyway back to chips so i've said mo- okay so we got so is it is it fair enough to whittle your two down because i kind of have two down as well that i need to debate in my okay. head but would it be fair to say okay your champion in this fat in this match is the salt and vinegar lays potato yes. chips okay okay yeah. let's go to robert Okay, so I'm going to come out of left field here. There's this, like, Korean-Japanese chip called Kalbi. I knew, I knew you were going <laughs> Korean. I just had, knew it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Kalbi. It's really good. It's, um, it's, it's with, like, small ruffled chips, you know, so, like, imagine ruffles, but, like, they're all pretty much uniform, and they're all very, like, circular, uh, and it's this very, like, slightly sweet, salty flavor. That I've yet to see an American chip replicate, oh, no. and it's very addicting. It, it's very you, good. I don't, I don't know. Would you say, Robert, that the main kind of difference in American chips versus Korean chips or even Asian chips in general is just that Asian t- chips tend to be a little more subtle, and American There's, snacks are more in your face with the flavor? Yeah, the American snacks are also more in your face with the grease, usually. Oh, yeah. Same, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'd, I'd put that probably as, like, my favorite chip. Um, but if we're gonna if we're gonna cater to the American audience here, I'd probably have to give it to man. I'd say pretzels, but that's not a chip, right? Not at um, all. Funyuns. Not at all. Yeah. Funyuns. <laughs> no. Uh, probably like hmm, maybe sour cream onion. Like what ruffles, brand? Sour cream onion. Ruffles. We'll we'll go ruffles. Yeah. Ruffles. ruffles are, so okay, that's the one with the ridges. Yeah, the one with the ridges. And Colin, yours is the one. Lay's is just kind of the flat, like when you just think of a potato chip. Yeah, honestly, chip, this like has the- been a pretty long-standing debate with myself, too, because I don't know if I like regular chips or ruffles better. I'm kind of leaning more towards regular chips rather than the okay, fair rather than the wavy chips. Okay. Here, here's the thing, right? Like, you're bringing up Korean snacks. I'm probably going to bring up a snack, a chip brand that you guys may not be familiar with, so I'm going to have to try and sell it to you. So I will start with uh, – I'm sorry. Is that all yours, Robert? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my I have two as well that I'm having problems figuring out in my head which I like better. 
and they're very different. So the one that you guys may or may not be familiar with is Grippos. Have you ever heard of that brand of chips? G-R-I-P-P-O apostrophe S, Grippos? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, totally. 100%. Oh, for sure? Are you no. serious? Okay. Is it, is it, I knew you were Is that the guy who made Zippo is like guys, older brother? Guys, imagine this. Okay, have you ever had the TGI Fridays like potato chips that are like a little bit thicker? They're like baked and yeah, a little thicker cut. The, the potato, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what okay. you're talking about. The potato skins okay. chips so imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they're good. Yeah. So imagine those, okay, but barbecue flavored with some of the best barbecue spices imaginable, plus a very healthy dose of brown sugar. Ooh. A la yeah, exactly. Like real brown sugar. And these things are like the most packed with, you know, flavor chips I've ever had. And they're called and they're Grippo's barbecue. They have a lot of different um flavors, but barbecue is by far and wide the best. So just imagine Ooh. that. And they're and apparently they're only like really in the ghetto, <laughs> which is what I've been told. They're ghetto chips. So, but man, they're okay. so so awesome. And I can hardly ever find them. I haven't been able to find them since I moved down here. But um, Jungle Gyms near IKEA in Cincinnati. That's where I was able to get a big box, and it lasted me like it was like a bulk size box, right? Like Sam's Club, whatever. And it uh, lasted me, I want to say, like a month. Oh, I thought you were going to say like two fail. days. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they never went stale, which is scary that they didn't go stale in that amount of time. But what are you going to do? You know, you a man makes a choice when he buys a twenty dollar box of <laughs> barbecue chips. You know, okay. and it's, it's not, always the right choice. No, then I guess, just yeah. Like I guess so. We should do it like Robert. Then what? What is your favorite pleb chip? Then right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so hey. <laughs> So That's this is very right easy. <laughs> this is very easy to to say because this is the when I just am in the grocery store and I'm hurrying up. I'm just trying to pack lunch for the week, right? I always always grab the sour cream and onion Pringles. I'm surprised really neither of you two brought up Pringles, but sour cream and onion Pringles are the go to. I don't even look at the other flavors. Get me that green can, you know. No, there are not tennis balls in it. Those are Pringles. <laughs> You, you know, I do have that trouble sometimes when I pick up a can of Pringles <laughs> thinking, you know, I like, can't wait to play tennis with these things. Uh, yeah. And then you just get to the court. You got your sweatband on. You open the can like, oh, these aren't balls. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I'm don't. ready to serve it. And then it just shatters in my racket. And I'm just like, what's going it on? Potato right? chip <laughs> fragments just going everywhere. It would make me so happy if they had like the sealed can top on a can of Pringles, just like they do tennis balls. So every time you open a can of Pringles, all you hear is. <laughs> wait a second. They do. On a can yeah. of Pringles, they have I, the seal. It, Colin, when's the last time you had Pringles? No, 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 no. It's not like it's not like a f- tennis balls. They have like the thing you peel off or whatever. But it's not like it's not like the pop tab that they have on on tennis balls. Oh, you mean like a Coke? Yeah, can. they know. Well, it's like it's like oh, a uh, can of soup. On that would be very satisfying. Right. I agree. That would be cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so, so I'm gonna have to say because I'm sure you guys know the Pringles that I guess those are gonna be going on to the next round. But man, Grippos barbecue chips find them they might even be on amazon i'm telling you if you like barbecue chips they're like the best in the world grippos fair okay. enough so is the goal here to find a like a uniform tdp i can i can mess with i can i can fuck with some sour cream and onion for sure the, the here's the thing though like pringles are a weird breed to me not that not that i dislike them at all i love pringles but like they're not i mean they're all like like uniform chips right they all look the same they don't like they're obviously like manufactured to look like that like they're not you know it's not like they're cutting a potato or throwing them in the fryer and calling it a day you know (laughs) yeah yeah they are kind of processed it's like they process it into like potato meal or something i don't know how they make them to be honest 
and it's okay. like and now they're like stacked in this like t- t- stacked tall in this can it's like but also another thing about the can like how many times have you sat down with a can of pringles like okay i'm just gonna eat a few and then next thing you know half the can's gone <laughs> Oh, every <laughs> like time. Every time. Classic. You, dude. It's you, never not happened. You can never, like, have enough Pringles. That's the thing about the bag, dude. It's like, you feel like you you could eat a lot, but you never feel like you necessarily get, like, crazy far into the bag, even after you eat a lot of them. The thing about Pringles, man, is, like, yeah. you're counting down your days every time. Every time you eat a Pringle, man, you're shedding a, you're shedding a man tear. Because you're like, man, you're one, you're one, you're one Pringle closer <laughs> to the bottom of this bottle right here. I, I, I get bad with... <laughs> I get bad with it too. Like I don't. I I've graduated or evolved, you could say, to the four Pringles in one bite. Oh dude, well, yeah, because you go into that can. It's such a pain in the ass when you reach your hand inside of that yes. can because your hand's too big. So you go to reach for like one individual Pringle, and then next thing you know, you're accidentally grabbing four, and you're like, "Fuck! I need to just get my hand out of here." So might fuck as well. it. Might as well not have to bring my hand back another four times. You guys are animals. You are savage so, human beings. So what I'm saying to you is the pringles are the clear winner of these three it's not even close hmm. I, I, mean. I will agree with the flavor by, by the I way pref- we're not being endorsed by any of this so <laughs> so okay so i guess my next question is for both of you why sour cream and onion it's it goes good. great with yeah it tastes good first and foremost and then second it goes great with any meal yeah any, and, any, and it doesn't get too salty after a while. You know, like after you eat a bunch of like normal salty chips, it starts hurting gets your little, tongue like, and your lips and yeah. stuff. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I will. So that and that's the one downfall of my salt and vinegar is that, dude, you eat salt and vinegar chips and after a while you're like, you got cuts in your mouth and like those cuts are burning. Yeah. And you're just like, God, like this is so good. Like, but this is like so it's it's so good it hurts kind of thing. <laughs> like, and and then you just you know you got like grease all over your fingers. Yeah. They're breaking up. Then you have those really bull crap. Uh, uh, crumbs at the bottom that aren't even worth like going for. You're just like, Ooh. okay. But mm-hmm. I think at least we well, can all agree on never touch your controllers after you just ate chips because no, no that's one not, wants yeah, that that's chip. house rule. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. that chip grease covered controller, man. No, that's number, uh, rule number one in my house at least if you're playing video games like you have to have clean hands when you're touching Dude, your I, floors. Like, I'm, I have dry hands from washing my hands so much. Cause I never want to see that's, that's, that's why I love pretzels. Pretzels are the cleanest snack. They're the they cleanest are. snack. And, and you can eat them and then like go right back to your controller. It, Minimal. Not even feel bad disgustingness. about it. Do you ever yep. go to um, Costco and just grab like the $20 bottle of like sourdough pretzels that last you like a fortnight? Yeah. If I had a Costco membership. Same. But you know what I mean? Those sourdough pretzels, like those giant yeah. tubs. No, you know what's, you know what's yeah. even better though? Like, yeah, but the, the the thing that sucks though is like things that are messy usually taste good, like when it comes to, when it comes to food. So um, you get you get the, like those those pretzels like the pretzel like pieces or whatever that are like buffalo wing flavored, or like yeah, oh, I do like those. See, yeah. but those yeah. things are messy, and it just gives you those are mad. It, it gives messy. you They're Cheeto fingers, messy. man. Yeah, it's not you can't game with those no. unless you want to be that dude with the spoon. Yeah, but uh, let's get this thing started. So welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast. Uh, I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. It is the chip hour, apparently. It is. And also Colin Sparling. It is the chipping hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I won, right? I won. Yeah. Pretzels. Pringles. I, right? I guess. I mean, was it something to win? I mean, or were we, were we, we I just kind of wanted to debate it. Obviously, like my <laughs> what I think is chips is, is very wrong. And yeah, yeah. Funyuns. <laughs> my Funyuns. favorite chip. It's Funyuns. gonna be a running joke, though. Just watch. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Guys, you know my favorite chip? 
apples. <laughs> I don't know. Oranges are pretty good, although you can't really compare them, can Those you? Those are a good chip. Chip of the year 2010, I think, were oranges, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, this is the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life, and we're here to just talk about, let's say, movies for now, right? Let's talk about our hotly anticipated movies of the year. Highly anticipated so, movies for the second half of 2017. Yes, yes. So I think uh, let's each go around and go with one movie that we're all looking forward to, or that you're looking forward to, and probably a lot of other people as well. So Colin, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to? Um, so just recently, like I made the decision to actually sit down and watch the original Blade Runner, just like out on whim because. I've always I've always heard talk, people talk about it. A couple of the YouTubers I watch are like, "Oh, it's like one of the greatest movies of all time." I've seen it a bajillion times. It gets better like every time I watch it. There's like seven different cuts of the film. It's like ridiculous, and it has this crazy good lore to it. It's based on a book and all this stuff, and it has this awesome noir like kind of futuristic vibe to it. And this the visual style that it has for a movie that came out in 1981 is just incredible, and it stands up completely. So like I sat down and watched the movie, and I was absolutely blown away by it. So, of course, I'm absolutely stoked for the sequel coming out, which is Blade Runner 2049, starring Ryan Gosling alongside of Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know what I really like is old Harrison Ford because you, he just has that really crazy delusional look in his eyes every time he comes on screen now. <laughs> and it's like, you can never tell if he's like, he's like, he's just being Harrison Ford, but they just so he just so happens to work in that particular scene that they're filming at the time. <laughs> or, like he just kind of stumbles <laughs> in he's like oh he hey guys what's going on like, he's like he's going crazy he doesn't exactly know where he is but he's like got that crazy look in his eyes like he's gonna kill someone yeah <laughs> yeah, like yeah so, gonna... so like the director's too scared like hey should we tell him to leave not just use it <laughs> we'll sell it we'll send him a check later we'll just oh man go it's it. like it's like damn it short round get in the car should, should we tell him he's in the wrong movie <laughs> Is he having PTSD right now? Is that what's happening? Oh, God. Sad. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what is it about Blade Runner 2049 that's got you like the most so, pumped? I, honestly, like after watching the trailer, um, just uh, the trailer just looks super appealing. It's 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 still got that wire vibe to it with like the futuristic city and the really strong uh, visual uh, sci-fi style it's got going on like from the original. But at the same time, it's got like a nice change of uh, like scenery. It's got like uh, I remember specifically like, the desert scenes, like almost pos- like a post-apocalyptic vibe to it, which is I think what's that kind of has to do with like what or that's what's going on in the story anyway. It's kind of like a post-apocalypse with something to do with the replicants or something happened. I don't I don't know too much about the story and I don't really. Uh, it's one of those movies I definitely want to go in like blind. It's one of those movies you'd probably like enjoy more the less you know about it. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and I also think like Ryan Gosling is a really good actor. Like he can really pull his weight as a lead. So I'm pr- I'm like, I'm pretty excited to have him there. And Harrison Ford is, is definitely a plus. So yeah, I'm super excited about it, man. Definitely hotly anticipated. You know, I am anticipating it as well, but I am worried just because it's Blade Runner has always been celebrated as a, you know, a feat in cinema history. Oh, yeah, I mean, for it's sure. So it's so inspirational to so much, even outside of movies. I oh, mean, it's yeah. inspired yeah. comic books. It's inspired music. It's inspired it, games. I mean, we were just talking yeah. about um, games at E3 just a couple weeks ago that 
borrow heavily and have borrowed heavily from from Ridley Scott's world that he created. And it is, you know, one of the most celebrated roles for Harrison Ford. I mean, I can even think, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but when I'm just thinking about hearing you talking about it and thinking about it, like, oh my gosh, the ending of Blade Runner, the first one, like totally informed and inspired the ending of Inception. If you've seen both of them, that's very similar endings. Yeah. Um, you know, where it kind of leaves it up to, you know, the, the viewer's mind of, of what happened and what actually did transpire during the film. I mean, such great dialogue, such great scenes, the music, everything's just so iconic. So with that, I am a little worried about yeah. the Blade Runner movie coming out just because like, how's it going to live up to it? You know, yeah. thank goodness they do have a great director. I'm sorry. I'm losing like who the director is. Uh, for uh, that film. Dennis Villanueva. Oh, I, That's I didn't know right. that. Yeah. So he did a, yeah, he did the arrival. He did, um, Sicario which is an awesome movie as well like I I think he is the right pick and he will treat this um the series with the respect it deserves he's a huge huge original Blade Runner fan so that gives me confidence but again it's just like one of those things like this has always been considered one of those untouchable movies you know but but Hollywood just kind of has that deeper um syndrome right now right of like rehashing and remixing and reissuing things that that people have said you shouldn't touch and and they've been you know 50 50 shot i'd say of being successful at it so far so right. you know i am very much looking forward to it but again it's kind of i want to keep it arm's length i don't want to get my hopes too high for it if it is awesome i'll be the first one to sing its praises from the top of the hill but until you know until those reviews come out until i see it myself like i'm going to be like more worried than anything but man it it, it could be so awesome yeah like no yeah you bring it bring up a good point we definitely can't fail to bring that up that it's live like it's got a huge shoes to fill there's no denying that like Blade Runner is probably one of the most influential pieces of media in the last like 30 years or, you know, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. how it's going to live up to like how it's going to live up to that. I have no idea because it's, it could very easily come out and be one of those movies. It's like, man, it's okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, but all of, all of the directors, you know, uh, his last two or three films have been highly celebrated. Yeah. I can't see it. I don't think I've seen any of his work to be fair. So you should check it out because I think his style lends itself really well to the Blade Runner universe. Mm-hmm. And with that movie coming out, uh, it's like three months, right? It's like October, like first week of October, something like that. I think it's like it's release date. Yeah. So we have about three months left to wait to see if it'll live up to its original hype. Um, Jack, what about you? What are you hotly, hotly anticipating this year? Easily, easily uh, war for the planet of the apes. The, I I was the last person in the world to think that the remake of, of Planet of the Apes, the original of this new trilogy, right, was going to be any good. And I kept reading the reviews. I was like, wow, well, maybe. But it was definitely something I just brushed off initially. It's just like, this is just another stupid rehash. This is going to be like just as bad as Fantastic Four was. Just as bad as the Power <laughs> oh. Rangers movie. You know, that's that was kind of the... the uh, the uh, file folder I was putting in, like the you know, just forget about this. This is going to be an also ran this year. Ended up being an awesome movie, and mm-hmm. and I thought the story was great. I thought Andy Serkis's acting was phenomenal as always. That guy never mails it in, and, and whenever Andy Serkis is in a movie, I always pay attention because his acting skills are so so just elite. Really, Pristine. he's yeah, he's operating on an elite level that a lot of actors can't uh, achieve. So Matt Reeves is directing it. Um, and it's also of note that that Matt Reeves is uh, following up uh, with next year with the Batman uh, coming out yeah. in twenty. Well, actually, two years from now, twenty nineteen, I think, is when it's slated for release. But, anyways, um, 
I think it's July 14th is when War for the Planet of the Apes comes out. And I really want to see how the movie, how the trilogy ends because the first two movies were so, so good. Such a surprise. And then just polishing it. And Woody Harrelson is in this one. And anything with Woody Harrelson, you know, is is destined to be entertaining on some level, whether it's a train wreck or whether, you know, he actually uh, does a great job. So Snowballs! Uh, uh, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he was in Zombieland. Like, come on, Woody Harrelson's awesome. So, it really, I'm just looking forward to this all the way around. And the trailers um, look very, very promising as well. Yeah, see, it, the reviews came out pretty recently for it, too. And the reviews are praising the hell out of this movie. It's oh, really? looking, shaping up to be a very good movie. Um, like, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, I think its critic score is 96%. Whoa. Granted, these are, this is still early reviews, right? right? So, right. you know, can't you take it with a grain of salt, I yeah, suppose. Sure. But still, it, it's looking very promising, Yeah, I and think. I want to add to that, that whenever a studio or a game developer, any real media property releases its reviews early... It's typically because they feel very strongly about the film and they think that it's going to help the film's release. You know, some, I mean, it's not 100% guaranteed, but more often than not, it's a good sign when reviews are uh, out early and it's kind of a reason to maybe hold back when reviews aren't out until after the movie's released, right? Right. See, I remember I watched the first Planet of the Apes movie, like the first like new trilogy that they've been doing. Uh, that was the one with like James Franco in it, yep. right? Yes. Um, yeah, and... I remember seeing it and not being like completely blown away, but like I thought it was, yeah, it was a good movie, but I didn't expect, you know, that it flesh itself out into what it is now. This like beloved revival trilogy. Uh, James Franco is one of those actors that I can't quite put my finger on it, but I hate him <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, uh, and I don't have a great defense for that. I just don't like anything about him, but I do watch his films. I've seen pineapple express, not my favorite movie. I've seen, um, what's that? The OG movie? Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't great in that either. And what about, um, the movie, the last night, I can't remember what it's called the apocalyptic uh, one with Emma Watson. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, He's in that. I didn't think he was great in that. This is the um, end. And then, yeah, that's, that's it. Exactly. I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I watched it, but also Planet of the apes. I was watching it despite him. James Franco, but I thought he did a good job. You know, I, I have to give it to him. I thought that was a great performance. You know, it's funny because, like, yeah, fair enough. So you don't even like him when it, in his comedic roles either. I just something about him. It might be that stupid mustache. I don't know. I can't explain <laughs> you know, it. Honestly, I, like, I just don't like the guy. I, He's not likable to you me. You kind, you kind of have the same thing that I have with like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, like when he plays any serious roles, I just cannot take him seriously. I don't know what it, I think it's I don't know if it's his face or if it's like or if he's just like overacting in all the serious roles he does. But yeah. like I just something about Colin Farrell, dude, I just can't like I cannot what? take him seriously. Whatever happened to him? Did he kind of he, go he was in the, uh, the last uh, Harry Potter movie? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was in uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, that one. Oh, okay. that, yeah. that I think some people take issue with you calling that a Harry Potter movie. Or, you know, the world of Harry Potter. It's in the universe. By the way, I'm the last man on earth to defend Harry Potter. Like, say what you want. Like, that's just not my generation. Fair enough. Um, and when, is that, uh, when does War for the Planet of the Apes 3 come out? It's pretty soon, right? Yeah, July 14th. Okay, cool. Yeah, pay wow, attention, so, yeah, it's, like, it's like two weeks. Yeah, Oof. it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, so, what I'm kind of anticipating this year, um, just because this year we've seen success in the DC franchise in terms of live action movies. I don't like where this is and, going at all. 
<laughs> I'm excited for a uh, Suicide Squad 2. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see Jared Leto play Joker again. Uh, Now, Mm. what I'm excited for is the Justice League movie, because originally I wasn't that excited for it because, you know, we like they were 0 for 2, Mm -hmm. you know, but now they're 1 for 3. And that's just a little that's just a little bit of hope I need to see, like, maybe Justice League might actually end up being an all right movie. Mm. So, wait, who tell me when you're do they have a I'm sorry. uh, Do they have a cast? Like who's playing who yet for that? Like who's playing Martian Manhunter? Do they know that yet? I don't. I don't think he's going to be oh, in this. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a limited Justice League. I think it's um, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Cyborg. Didn't they, uh, and Aquaman. Did they who's playing Cyborg yet? Who's playing Cyborg? Oh, I forget. Um, I mean, he's cast. Like he's in, he appears in trailers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's cast. Yeah, he's right. definitely there. Uh, Ray Ray Fisher. Hmm. Ray Fisher. I don't know if don't I know, know who that is. I don't know. All I know I is he needs to say "booyah" a lot. <laughs> is that a character trait? Does he do that in the comics? Is he Teen Titans. Uh, no, he, he does it in no. Teen Titans. Okay. I can't say if that's his actual character. Yeah, I, I want to say that isn't Pro- his probably, actual character. Probably not. But Teen Titans, oh. the Cartoon Network <laughs> cartoon Teen Titans was it was the best. Confession, guys. Sure. I've never seen Teen Titans. Oh, it's so good. It there Ever. was so much like dr- there was such a dark cartoon for a kid show. Yeah, I'll give you that one. It, it went places I didn't expect it to for just like a little kitty show. Like, hey, we're going to have this episode of uh, Teen Titans where uh, basically Robin deals with PTSD. So that's cool. Whoa, yeah. crazy. Yep. I seem to remember that there was a pretty solid GameCube game based on Teen Titans. I remember that. I never got to play it. So Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Robert, you tell me uh, when you're ready for me to tell you why this is going to be a bad movie. Well, okay. So I, I probably have... Like I'm, I'm ready for it because I know everyone in the world's thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a bad movie," and I also, like, if I were going to bet, I'd bet that this is going to be a bad movie. But I want it so badly to just be all oh, right, not even yeah. good, just an okay film, just somewhat defensible. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like Wonder Woman, I can defend that easy. Sure. That's, that was a good film. You don't need to. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to defend uh, Man of Steel. And Superman v Batman. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just want I just want the Justice League to happen. I want it to be good. Why are you snickering at me, because, Colin? This like, is rude. Every time I every time I see yeah, like rude. like people arguing that like recent DC universe movies are good, I just see that like that scene in SpongeBob where SpongeBob rips off his nose and he's just like, yeah, it's good. Damn it, it's good. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Like, look, don't uh, don't get this idea that I'm deluded and think that all the DC movies so far have been spectacular and worth ten out of ten, and the whole world doesn't know what it's talking about. I'm fully aware that I'm I'm betting on the losing horse here. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not a movie that has also lost its director in Zack Snyder? I think Zack's still directing it. I thought he pulled out of it for family issues. He had a tragedy in his family. I thought he pulled out. Is that Zack Snyder? Um, that's not what I'm seeing. Is that Zach, the, okay. the dude who had his uh, his daughter pass away or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Zack Snyder? I think mm-hmm. so. I think so. Might want to look that up. But let, all right, let me t- while you look that up, I want to talk about why I think it's going to be not great. And it kind of is all boiled down to very sim- two very simple facts. One, the Wonder Woman movie was great, meaning that it is possible to make Wonder Woman a Wonder Woman a very interesting character. And and uh, the center of a of a great compelling movie, and then two, 
we need look no further back than Batman v Superman to see that exact same character. Terrible. I thought she was terrible in that movie. She was I, very boring and so that very bland. Real quick, I have not seen Batman versus Superman, but like, okay. what, what's your guys' verdict on it? Just to get an uh, idea, I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't um, like the it. C- the CGI was all right. Okay. Is it? Is it? Is it, wor- is it, it worth syndrome. watching? Is it worth watching? Uh, if you're going to watch Justice League, probably. Okay. But if you're not that interested or invested, probably. I mean, the only not. attachment I, mean, I really it, had to this whole thing is I watched the Justice League cartoon when I was little. That's about it. It's okay. Here's the thing about Batman v Superman. I think it's worth having on in the background while you're doing other stuff. And then when action kicks up, then look at the screen a couple times and be like, oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's, pro- that's okay. really it. That's the best right. I can say. And I'm being dead serious. Yeah. But but that's why I think Justice League is going to be bad because Wonder Woman can be good. We all know she can be good. And they just kind of really had her so one note and so just really uninteresting in that movie. So I just feel like they don't know how to treat that character. And how important is it now to cash in on the Wonder Woman fame? You know, right. they need to be rewriting parts, reshooting, getting her featured much more heavily. I think this kind of reminds me back to the Iron Man days, right? Where no one really expected Iron Man to be anything great, but it ended up being a fantastic movie in a lot of mm-hmm. people's opinions. And they're like, oh man, he, we need to like really feature Robert Downey Jr. When they first told me he was going to be Iron Man, I was just like, this sounds terrible, you know, but they proved everybody wrong. With that movie. And now he's um, one of yeah, the most I mean, highest paid movie, actors of all time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that movie sparked basically the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Or at least like where it is today. Yeah. Living that totally. And I think that's life. the trouble that DC's running into is that DC wants to kickstart their own DCCU as fast as possible to catch up with Marvel. But the problem mm-hmm. is Marvel had at least what? An Iron Man film, a, a Captain America film, and a um Thor film before they even talked about doing an Avengers, right? They're definitely trying to um, cram a lot of lore, right, in a shorter period of time. They've got a lot less runway to work with, and I just think it's showing in the quality movies coming out. I I don't think Justice League is going to be good, but will I go see it out of sheer morbid curiosity? Perhaps. You know, I'll catch a matinee for a discount. Uh, Here's the thing I've always thought about, so I'm going to try and say this without being as spoilery as possible. Um, You know what happens at the end of Batman v Superman, right, Jack? Yeah, I was there. I was sitting right next to you. Yeah. So how much better would it have been if that happens at the end of Justice League? I feel like it would have like because they were going for an emotional payoff that was not set up well. But had they given it time to simmer, maybe throughout another film, I think it would have been a much bigger emotional payoff. It's a weird thing. I think they were going for their Gandalf moment too early. Mm-hmm. Is really what I think. Oh, well, happened that just kind of spoils that, it. Not really. Like, I mean, uh, never, he di- I guess not. But co- the comic book happened like what in like ninety two, like ninety ninety something. Yeah, yeah talking like, like Gandalf on, and the Fellowship kind of thing. Or I, I, I won't spoil any further. Okay. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> Watch the yeah. oh, have the movie on the background while you're uh, on Twitter or something. Like uh, oh, it's wow. not a great movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just yeah. YouTube the ending now because the whole end scene is on YouTube for free and it, it's worth watching i think just in terms like because it looks really cool yeah i think the action and choreography is pretty well is done it, is it dragon ball z the movie part two yeah pretty much okay. a trillion percent yeah just like the end okay. of uh, that might Man be of worth Steel. watching because i honestly like 
not like a huge DC fan, but I actually really enjoy Man of Steel mostly because of the like I'm like this is a Dragon Ball Z movie, like Robert talked about. But <laughs> Man of Steel was better, really. Yeah, yes, I think so. I, I liked Man of Steel, man. I'd, I'd watch it again. I'd watch that movie again too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just hope that Justice League kind of carries the torch that Wonder Woman has laid out this year and kind of lives up to being a good movie because keep in mind in the justice league they're basically introducing three new superheroes they're introducing the flash cyborg and aquaman and they all seem like they have very distinct personalities and you know when you try to introduce that many core characters in one movie granted it's going to be like what three hours long yeah but is it really is it really three hours long two hours 50 minutes runtime oh my god so i mean as of now who knows wow. that will change because it'll come out in like November 17. So okay. there's still time. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a long movie. So it's going to have to be very good to keep people interested for all that time. More importantly, but I'll say again. Oh, go ahead, I was going to say like <clears throat> more importantly, the Russian film called Guardians, a.k.a. the the Russian version of the Avengers is coming to Blu-ray overseas, which oh my in God. which their Avengers includes a man bear. <laughs> is he the superman superman bear? dude i don't know but i just like in your spare time just look up a trailer for this movie and tell me it doesn't look incredible what's it called guardians just guardians just guardians just it's a russian film oh gosh i can only i can only wait for that man bear oh dude it's that's <laughs> that just makes the trailer it's perfect but i digress Whew. okay yeah very nice yeah so I think that kind of wraps it up, right, for our hotly anticipated movies. Uh, kind of a mixed bag, I think, from the three of us here. Yeah. Good stuff all around, except your pick, Robert. I, I just don't have the, <laughs> I just don't have the <laughs> confidence. It's controversial. That, <laughs> yeah, I just don't have the confidence that they're going to do what needs to be done. They need to cash in on Wonder Woman. I just don't yep. think they will be able to. I will am willing to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but ooh, See, I think part of my anticipation is more like, I just want the closure. I want to, like... Right now, I'm in, like, a box where it's, like, I don't know if it'll be good or bad. I just want, like, if it's bad, just let me know that it's bad. Just tell me. I can be done with this. Just tell me. You know? You're just talking, (laughs) you sound like a sad ex-boyfriend right now. (laughs) Thank you, yeah. If if it's over, just let me know it's over. Don't text me. (laughs) Just tell me to my face that 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 just leaks bad. Look, you blocked me on all the social media, and I still, like, just tell me to my face if you don't love me anymore. Robert, just do what your mother told you. If you love it, let it go. Uh, Robert, I have bad news. Batman, Batman has blocked your number. Uh oh, that, <laughs> he blocked that's fine. you. I don't want that phone. broody guy. Oh, Boy, he's so broody. I don't need that. All right, yeah, we can move on. Right, so, All right. Yeah, so let's move on. Um, have Ooh. you guys heard that news that um, there's this new console coming out, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? Yes. Oh, you, oh, I thought yes. you were going to say the Xbox One X, but nobody cares about all the graphics. <laughs> Everyone wants the 16-bit games. I need less yeah. K's in my life, right? I don't need four K's. Yeah, exactly. I'm good with. 2k yeah i saw this gif it was like it was like or it was a a tweet it was like xbox one x gets announced crickets snes classic edition gets announced and then it's just a bunch like an army of puppies just running (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah completely yeah that's kind of exactly it Mm -hmm. um yeah so i don't think there is a way to obtain it yet in america the release date's like late september according to like september september 29th off the top of my head i want to say so yeah yeah that's what it is on nintendo's website but they've said retailer like details on the retailers will come soon Uh, i'd imagine like last i checked in my all my facebook gaming groups which go apeshit over this stuff 
uh, all of the like there's been like no say that pre-orders have gone up yet apparently the uk you can pre-order but for the uk systems yes oh um, and but, and on ebay uk people uh, are already scalping it and then selling oh, it yeah. for real real high prices you can, yeah, you can definitely if you got if you got six hundred dollars you can get one so yep. yeah um so I, uh, the, the notable thing about the UK version is that I, the console actually looks different. It looks like the, uh, uh, what it, was it the, uh, no, no, no. Like, what would you call that, Jack? Um, what do you mean? What to call it? Call it what it is. It's the Super Famicom. Is, is it the Super Famicom? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, guys, listen. We are ta- Hold on. <laughs> we need to treat this with the proper respect, okay? The Super Famicom is the most beautiful home console ever created by human hands. It's pretty, pretty, pretty slick looking. Full stop. It is the awesomest looking console. I want. That's the one I really, really, really want. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to get it, but man, the Super Famicom with the with the colored buttons on the front looks mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah, oh. ours and ours I, is so blocky really... in comparison, man. It's so ugly. Yeah, the um, the North American one is is mad ugly compared. It's just I don't know where the design was going. Um, also, it's kind of a point of debate of whether or not North America's uh, SNES Mini, whatever classic you want to call it, is has the proper buttons. Okay, like I don't know if you remember on Super Nintendo, but two of the buttons are concave and the other two buttons are convex. And it's like mm. really hotly debated whether or not they're going to and they didn't do that on Super Famicom. They only did that in North America. And so there's kind of a debate going on because you can't really tell from pictures whether or not they replicated to that or not. And it's going to, it's going to be really weird if they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the cool so, thing is though, actually, so in Japan, so they have the super Famicom classic or whatever, wherever it's called, but obviously in the, for the super Famicom, unlike the original Famicom, they're not going to have like the controllers that go on the side. So they're not going to have the tiny, like thumb size controllers like they did for the, right, the right. Famicom. No, classic. they're going to be man. Yeah. They're going to be man size controllers over in uh, Finally, Japan. Yeah. Um, but, uh, obviously, I mean, getting it down to the nitty gritty here, this is going to be a hotly anticipated item and it's, I mean, already is, yeah, yeah. it already is. And whether or not they actually make enough is the huge question. According to Reggie, they're going to make a shit ton more than they did for the NES classic, but we'll see about that. I, I can't take that seriously. Yeah, no. Nintendo's always been about manufactured rarity. Like look at Amiibos in the early days, right? And look yeah. at, you know, the NES classic when that came out. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't get your hands on an NES classic anymore. No. Hold on. Or if you do, you're paying a lot of money. Robert, maybe you're giving them too much credit, you know, when you're saying manufactured scarcity, like Maybe they just are incompetent. We have to explore that possibility. Maybe they just don't know how to get it done. Seriously, they're always That's short. That's fair. They're always That's short. That's fair. They they just uh, Nintendo's one of the most risk adverse companies in gaming, and they just don't want they they don't want to take a loss. But the thing is, they're basically printing their own money. As many of these they develop, they manufacture, they are going to sell. The thing that really worries me about this SNES Classic is that they've already come out and said they said. Don't worry, we're making many more. You know, you should be able to get one. But they've already come out and publicly stated that this year only. Yeah, yeah actually, I read a I I don't know if it was on Polygon, but I read a story that said the, they were they're only going to be selling the console for three months. Oh gosh! Three and during the busiest three months. months, of course, yeah. And that takes us <sighs> what? So September, October, November. Is that gonna? Yeah, December. So it's gonna take us up to the hot the up through Christmas time. That's it. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like no matter how badly you want one, like you're going to need to work the hardest in your life that you've ever worked to try and get a game. No, 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 no. no. Here's this. what's going to happen. They're only going to produce one SN, NES Classic, and then they're going to have the Nintendo official Hunger Games for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> in Minecraft. Yeah, the eleventy the eleventy seventh Hunger Games. Yeah. So hold on, let's some basic uh some yeah, facts here. So up. yeah, so it's eighty dollars. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. less games. So it's more expensive yes. than the Nintendo Classic. More expensive and fewer games. games. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about it? It's averaging about roughly about four dollars $4 per game. Um yeah, it's a 21 total. I don't know what their justification is for it. I mean, uh from face value obviously greed because then I mean, they obviously know people will pay more for less. Like they'll pay they'll pay the 80 bucks for it. I'll pay the 80 bucks for it, not going to lie. Um I don't know how they they would go about justifying it. Maybe I mean these games are longer. You're I mean there's a lot more play time yeah. here for sure, um, especially with Final Fantasy three. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to the games lineup. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. Like what what do you think? Like I don't know how you really justify that. But twenty one games for eighty bucks is like I mean sixty bucks for thirty games. I thought was kind of crazy before, but well, I mean you know as as you and I have know all too well like buying snes games has only become more expensive as the days and hours go by right like a copy of earthbound just the cartridge loose no box no manual nothing is over 200 dollars. right for one game you know most of the games that are that are in here are around the 50 dollar mark if you were to buy a console and then try and get the loose carts right there you know they're up there they're games you want to play they're games you want to own for sure kudos to them for that so, you know, that's one argument, but at the same time, you know, I think that there is definitely evidence to point to that, guys, this is just a different shell. <laughs> this is the exact same system as the NES Classic. It's just, you know, another Raspberry Pi-esque machine with the pro- with the exact same processor on it, just with different ROMs dumped into it. Yep, exactly. And, yep. and a different shell of the controller. So, I mean, you know, how expensive can it be? Yeah. Why would they have to charge more? The answer is because they can. And they could they could charge you know I mean we're seeing it on eBay now they could charge well above what they are charging and crazy people would still buy it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, part of it is that it has that, and it has the Nintendo brand to it. You know, it's not yeah. just it's not just a random machine that emulates games. It is a Nintendo machine, sure. right? Exactly. Nintendo. Nintendo. And, like, games. and dude, I see it in uh, the collecting groups I'm a part of all the time. It's like, oh, well, why don't you guys just build a Raspberry Pi? Get the only like, dude, we know. All right, it doesn't say Nintendo on it, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the trouble is too that N- Nintendo is trying to st- strike down ROMs online. Yeah, they're right. big on that games. now too. So if you don't have now, good luck because there have been a few cease and desist issued, as, as I'm hearing, right. that uh, they right. want all those games, uh, all those ROM sites to get rid of those games. And if Nintendo's successful, like this eighty dollar machine may be the only way that you'll be able to play these games anymore, and unless like, you yeah. like buy the cartridge, own the cart, right. and an original yeah, SNES. That right. sucks. We should probably—I mean, we should have done this a while ago, but we should go down the list of games. Yes, let's get down yeah. to the meat of it. So, go ahead, Robert. Um, oh, Colin, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so SNES Classic—the game, the console has twenty-one games built into it. Well, as they advertise it on the box, twenty plus one, but uh. So anyway, here's the list. So for starters, we have Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, not just Street Fighter 2, of course it couldn't just be Street Fighter 2, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario yes. RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario sure. World, mm-hmm. Super Metroid, okay. Super Punch yes. Out, and yes. Yoshi's Island. Very, yes. very, very solid lineup of games. 
Well, you kind of glossed over it, but Star Fox Two is a like momentous right thing. So Star Fox Two it is was a never huge released, deal. right? And that's that's the biggest this, thing. This, yeah, that's this is the that actual official. Yeah. yeah, this is that actual official launch of Star Fox Two in North America and all over the world because they developed it. Rumor has has it that it was actually complete, but they never released it publicly way back in the early nineties. So this is your chance to play it now. I mean, you've had chances. I mean that you know there have been ways, <laughs> you yeah, know, to play Star Fox Two. This right. is your this is your official way. This is your legal to be able way to play that game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. When I look at this list, I think you know it's it's a pretty good list. You know what I mean? Right. Like get, it's going to be hard to like a lot of the show someone this list. They have a lot of the essentials. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It'll be hard to show someone this list, and someone will be like, meh. You know, like yeah. they're going to get excited about at least one thing right oh easily i mean you have all told you have probably what four five hundred hours a game here oh yeah, yeah. easily and uh yeah, i mean like because they've, they've got the big jrpgs like you know earthbound final fantasy you uh, know, that could last you hours right. yeah. you got legend of zelda as well link to the past oh, i don't i don't know how many people know this so it's also worth noting that final fantasy 3 is actually final fantasy 6 as we know it right right Right. I am. And that brings up, uh, you know, kind of a uh, glaring omission here for me. Like, I wish that Final Fantasy 2 was in here as well, which is mm. Final Fantasy 4 in the series. Yeah, you know? right. But yeah. yeah, I was kind of surprised that they would put 3 in there and not 2. I mean, because that game is so classic. The music, the story. I mean, it's so iconic. Just wait until they put the soft mod out for this and you'll be able to slap it on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you can yeah people have already modded the nes classic where you can play all these games and more you can play genesis games on that if you <laughs> right you know, exactly i mean i met him it's crazy. i modded my nes classic and threw an extra 30 games on there yeah hey nice do what you gotta do yeah yeah i mean i'm also surprised that uh we're not seeing any chrono trigger here because that's like a beloved yeah game. that's the biggest that is, one yeah. right so because you're gonna pay like i don't know 200 bucks for loose car 300 complete act razor is another huge one that I think is missing there. Um, I also think that uh, Pilot Wings. Where's that? Yeah, surprised to see that gone. Like, I I was really surprised. I mean, they are selling that game. That game is available on Wii U and Wii, and I'd assume it will come to Switch. Pilot Wings is one of those Nintendo staples. So, hey, (laughs) see, part of me wonders too. Right, is that like Virtual Console has been a thing for the past two or three Nintendo consoles, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when the virtual console comes to switch, how many of these games are going to, you know, be ported to it? Right. So it kind of creates this idea of like, is it worth buying this SNES classic aside from the, like the nostalgia factor of like owning this physical piece of hardware? Like why not just wait a couple of months and maybe buy this game for the virtual console? Like if you don't want to play all of them, you might not have a choice, right? I mean, this is going to be hard to find. This is going to be very, this is my favorite console of all, all time. So these are. There's probably two or no, there's probably four of my top 10 video games of all time in this list with the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, uh, uh, Super Metroid, uh, Super Mario Kart. You know, those are up there for me on my mm-hmm. all time list. Like this is going to be so in demand. There's going to be riots. There's going to be fights. <laughs> there, there will be Walmart fights over these consoles. Rest It'll be the assured. end of the world. Rest assured. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really oh, I hate this, but I just have zero confidence I'm going to be able to get one. There's only zero. Yeah. There's only one specific way I think I might be able to get one. And that's through my old my uh, game store back home. But we'll see. They'll have to freaking yeah. back alley it to me more than likely if it does happen. <laughs> Good luck, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
like that that's the part of the reason i'm not as excited about this because it's like a really cool idea and you know this would be great if there was not going to be a supply issue but we all know nintendo and we all know there's going to be supply issues so it's hard for me to get excited about something that i'm less than two percent of a chance that i'm going to be yeah and and why are they constricting time is it be is it for the inevitable n64 classic that's going to follow you know, mm-hmm. is, and I then mean, the GameCube classic a couple of years later. But, uh, see, my worry with uh, like, so would if they decided to do an N sixty four classic, would that cost them more to produce? Like, would it take like would it take it, what much like noticeably more powerful hardware to do something like an N sixty four? Kind of what I hate about Nintendo's pricing on the virtual console is they just mm-hmm. price by platform. They don't price by any other way, right? The Nintendo game, classic Nintendo games are cheapest. Then SNES are all $2 more with a few exceptions. And then N64 are all 2 or $3 more than the SNES games. They just go by platform. Right. So by that rationale and their history, definitely the N64 classic that, you know, we're speculating on being released would probably definitely approach $100, $100 plus. Yeah. For those for nasty, sure. nasty, muddy polys. Bleh. Mm-hmm. Uh, no thanks. Yeah. So... Looking at this list of games, though, like, Jack, you've already touched on which ones that you're, like, really, really excited. Yes. Like, the ones oh, that man. you're super, super interested in. Uh-huh. Colin, are there any on this list that you're, like, like, wh- which one of these games are, like, the system seller for you if you could easily Man, yeah, what's, your, what's your killer app? <sighs> God, dude, honestly, like, almost this whole freaking list are all games I really <laughs> want to play. Like... That's a cop out. Uh, yeah, it's a cop out. If to, to narrow it uh, there's down, some terrible games on this list. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, there, there's not like like I, I'm not really too big on a, uh, on Kirby for sure. Um, I definitely want to play F Zero. I think the biggest one for me is or biggest ones for me is uh, Earthbound and Final Fantasy three because I've never actually played through uh, Final Fantasy three, aka six. Oh my god! And uh, Earthbound, I've never actually had the chance to play. I played the original. Uh, earthbound mother earthbound well this is mother 2 technically the original i played the original earthbound for the nes which is only which was a fan fan translation but i have it on my nes classic and it's pretty neat um let me ask you real quick robert have you played either earthbound or final fantasy 3 i have played a little bit of earthbound um and i have seen video of final fantasy 3 slash 6 and i do like final fantasy 6 is like a game on my list of games to play yeah it's like on your list pile of shame basically so this is what i propose i'm just bounce gonna bounce this off you guys but maybe we should all like play it and then like have a you know like talk about it on the podcast like like kind of i would not i would not because we couldn't do that in a week but we maybe we should like have like a playthrough where we pick one of those games and then like come back every week and talk about you know what happened that week we we just talked about how it'd be impossible for us to get a snes classic oh there are other ways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wasn't i didn't mean wait till this thing comes out right but i mean both those games are available on the or not switch but they're available on the wii the wii u the there's ways there are ways yeah it's also ways. uh it's worth noting that the snes version of final fantasy 3 is probably the best version to play it or yeah the best yeah, way to play yeah. it uh because i think all the future versions of it there was uh help me out jack there was the gba version and well, they just changed the graphical stuff, so I can definitely talk yeah. about Final Fantasy three. This yeah. is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, so and it's probably the, my favorite Final Fantasy game. The GB there was the GBA version, but it had the messed up music, and then there was the the Steam version, which had they changed the the pixel art or whatever, and it looks like a cheap Flash game. It doesn't look good. It's yeah, they yeah. they they ported the iOS versions to Steam. That's what it was. Not that's what it not, was. Not preferred. It looks really gross. I wanted to buy it so bad, and I just could not 
bear to look at that for 50, 60 hours that that game takes. That game is so awesome in so many ways. I don't want to spoil it if you guys haven't played, but man, it is easily, easily my favorite uh, Final Fantasy game probably of all time. Mm. Better than seven, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. That's that's the two. Is like it's always seven or six or sometimes nine. A lot of people like nine. Yeah, no, I, yeah. nine gets a lot of love. Um, yeah, no, I I think maybe we should do that with one of those two games because I think Earth, I think Earthbound is a cult classic. I mean, there's a reason why it costs you hundreds of dollars to get the loose cart. Yeah, Earthbound is technically Mother Two, right? Is that is that right? Uh don't even go there. It's so complicated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I look at this game, I think, like, Mega Man X, I'm kind of, like, pretty hype about. Hell yeah. I love the yes, Mega Man, like, me the too. OG Mega Man X series. It's really, really good. Yes. And to be able to play it again, like, through a SNES Classic would be really, Dude, really cool, I think. Right, not cars in HD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Star Fox 2, playing that would be, like, I think that'd just be something cool to do. Like, even if you're not a Star Fox fan, you know, it's, it's the idea that a, a previously unreleased game officially unreleased game is you know being released now yeah this, uh through this system oh dude uh last night last night on twitter i saw that the uh, original developers of star fox 2 had a launch party in japan just last night <laughs> i thought that was really cool. what that's, that's amazing cool. yeah. dude yeah yeah uh i'm actually pretty stoked to see like i don't know i have no idea what star fox 2 even looks like to be honest um, it looks like star fox one uh, okay fair Spoilers. enough fair enough i'm actually i'm actually very very excited that they put super mario rpg on here though because I, I've heard amazing things about that, too. And so I really want to play that. Mm. It kicked off the whole, yeah, Mario kind of Mario uh, and Luigi. Luigi kind of yeah. series. Yeah, Bowser's Inside Story. It's kind mm-hmm. of all in the same lineage. Uh, one thing, I kind of ruined that game. I kind of broke it. I did beat it in about six days, which is really fast for me for a 40-hour RPG. But again, I was like in middle school or high school when it came out. So I had the time. Uh, and I didn't have any other games. But... I broke it because I found a way to level up like ultra fast. And so I just like leveled up to level 99 and just like cruise through the second half of the game. <laughs> so, wow. Nice. Yeah. I was, I was there for the story, man. I was there. Hey, so Jack, can I, can I ask you a question? You can try. Cause you're a fan of street fighter, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's what I see street fighter two turbo yes, hyper yes, fighting yes, on this yes. list. I mean, I like the thing is when I look at that, I think street fighter two has probably been re-released more than they've released street fighter games like horror street fighter games mm-hmm. you know yes like i mean just recently they released a street fighter 2 for the switch uh just i don't remember the yeah, like, street yeah, fighter yeah like the hd remix yeah right mm-hmm. so so when i look at that like I, I feel like that may be one of the weakest games on the list only because oh, that no. game has been like released and re-released a lot that is the best super nintendo fighting experience you can have oh dude how can okay. we forget about killer instinct not the best no experience but it's killer have. instinct i mean hey it's, there's licensing issues you know they would yeah, have to deal true. with rare which yeah, i guess true, they did deal did. with rare to get donkey kong country but who knows right but which, i don't think yeah rare's all up i'm not a big killer stuff. instinct fan I, i'm not a big old school killer instinct fan or even new, new school i mean i respect it uh but yeah to answer your question robert I, street fighter 2 turbo hyper fighting a lot of people have asked well why not the latest um street fighter game why not super street fighter and the the answer is that more people played uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting. It was just more popular. It it just played exceptionally well. Had good sound, which for some reason I think maybe to save uh, space they compressed the music and the sound and the announcer and everything in Super Street Fighter. So it just kind of has you know a few a uh, few blemishes on it. But there's really nothing but in the Street Fighter community. There's really nothing but love for this version of the 
of the game on Super Nintendo. It's it's just okay. highly celebrated. So I think that is absolutely the correct choice of all the Super Nintendo Street Fighter games, certainly. Okay. So I'd like check in on that one. Yeah, no, I'm hype about that one. Yeah. I'm hype on that. Wait, so okay. I haven't I haven't really looked, but is the uh the SNES controllers that are coming with the SNES classic, is it gonna be like the stuff that or the the connector for like the bottom of the Wemo, just like the NES Classic was? So yes, they're gonna you're gonna be able to play with like the pro controller, the Wii Pro controller and, right. and, and the classic controller. You will be able to plug those into the system just like the NES classic. Okay. Yeah. If you if you so desire oh yeah that, that uh, definitely like i'm excited about yeah Mega Man x and super metroid for sure like i've never played super metroid before and everyone says it's like it's it's like one of the godfathers of gaming essentially um and yeah. super castlevania 4 everyone touts that like other than symphony of the night everyone touts that is like one of the best ones so <laughs> super ghouls and ghost is so bad is it? It's so I've never bad. heard. I've never heard of it. It's like to be honest, you it's might like hardest, this one. It's I, one of the hardest games ever made. Of I, I was gonna say it's it's basically a broken experience. Like you're gonna, you might like this when I give it this comparison, but I do not mean this as a compliment. But it's basically like the Dark Souls of its day, meaning it's just massively impossibly hard. And I think you have to beat it twice to actually get the ending. Like yeah, on three li- on three lives, if I'm not mistaken, it's so garbage you will you will not enjoy that experience i don't get that series why people like that game i just can't wrap my head around it have you either have you played it colin uh i've played a little bit of the original uh i've watched quite a few videos about both and yeah i think it is super ghouls and ghosts where you play all their way through the game and you're like oh by the way you were dreaming now you got to do the whole game over again (laughs) yeah such a total load of crap yeah so i just think it's a wasted slot i wish there were 30 games on here uh did we already talk about games we that we would like to see on here i mean we mentioned mentioned a few chrono trigger is the biggest one obviously but yeah i mean guys super nintendo i don't even know where to be in uniracers would have been awesome i think they actually had a and uniracers by the way i might have told you guys in the past is secretly the best sonic the hedgehog video game ever made and it's on super <laughs> nintendo all right i think they what? might have had some licensing issues with music i'm not sure but there's a reason why nintendo doesn't bring out uniracers again uh, it's such an awesome game though uh uh, let me think here. Pocky and Rocky, Pocky and Rocky Two. Another kind of a mission here. Uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Really surprised to not see that game on here. That that game's awesome. I think that one is in the Japanese version. So you know, oh, really? yeah, it's worth noting that di- depending on where your your home country is, you know, it d- affects what games appear on here. So right, I don't know what know, the Japanese lineup looks like. It's it's out there somewhere. That, I know Legend of Mystical Ninja is one of the big ones that is not included in North America. But, you know, this this is one of those things that is just such a nice to have. And it's kind of like a status to have this thing. But, again, for enterprising young PC owners, this is not a crucial <laughs> piece of kit, right? <laughs> there are ways. I'll just say that. There are ways to experience all these games right now for a little less money than $80. We'll right. put it that way. I think one of the other mm-hmm. ones I was sort of hoping for was... Uh illusion of gaia i know it's kind of like out there um, but yeah you yeah you know when i bought that game i bought it in a kmart and it came in a big plastic like one of those really hard to cut open plastic containers with its own uh, illusion of Gaia t-shirt so i got a That's free shirt with my sweet. snes game please tell me it was awesome that. cool and so no i don't have the shirt anymore it's super old dude but i convinced myself because it came with t-shirt that it was a good game and so i played it recently <laughs> And, and back then, by the way, like I had to tr- like GameStop, GameStop didn't exist, but video game stores kind of did you dirty like they still do where they'll give you like five dollars for 15 games. And so back then I was in this really um, unfortunate death spiral of 
playing games and then when i wanted a brand new game they were so expensive 60 dollars was a lot of money back then uh to an adult let alone you know a, a middle schooler or elementary school kid so i would have to trade in all my video games to get one new game and so i got the illusion of gaia i remember that as the only game i had i was like oh comes with a t-shirt this has got to be awesome so so and i played the crap out of it okay i recently went back to it i would say in the last 10 months or so not that good not really? that good anymore. Okay. No, was, but was the t-shirt good? The t-shirt was solid. T-shirt, eight out of okay. ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. See, but, I, I mean, yeah. I've never actually played it myself, but I mean, some of the some of the retro gamers that I watch say it's damn good. So, here's what I don't like. Here's what I didn't realize back then with my my young developing brain, and I and I realize now is that the first hour or two are just so incredibly linear that i just it's just not the it's just not the style that i tend to gravitate towards one of the problems you could argue that i do have with persona 5 at least the first 10 hours is just the linearity of it i just feel like i'm being kind of led down this chain granted it does open up but you're always a slave to time in that game you are always like what do like the main drive of that game is what do i do with my limited time right which is why i really mm-hmm. like kind of games like zelda kind of games like grand theft auto where you know, you can do what you want when you want. I kind of appreciate that. So that was the problem I had with uh, Illusion of Gaia's first few hours is that it just, I felt kind of led by a, a leash a little bit too much. Um, but I think the graphics are beautiful. Music is good. Um, I just don't think it holds up to like the greatest RPGs of that generation. Okay, fair enough. I, fair I think enough, there, there was another RPG I had in mind and it completely escaped me. Uh, Brandish. Mm, I don't know. There's so many good Super Nintendo games. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe uh, it'll Breath come of back Fire. to me. Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire. Yes, that is another big one. Breath of Fire and Breath of Fire 2. Yeah. Oh, guys, if we want to talk Super Nintendo, we need to have a Super Nintendo like retrospective episode one day. I, I will say, goodness, like, I can go all day. I, I've never the played the original cast. Breath of, I know they remade them for the GBA, but I've never played the original 2. Uh, I've only played Breath of Fire 3 and a little bit of 4. There's a shooter called Axley by Konami, one of the best examples of Mode 7 back when that was a thing. Mode 7. Yeah. Parallax Scrolling Sun. Blackthorn was another one. Cybernator, Demon's Crest. Uh, Man, uh, Evo, Search for Eden. Uh, Man, I could go on, guys. Uh, Let me see here. It, I'm kind of scared you will go on for just the next <laughs> just listing not, all these right. games Knights, you want Knights of the Round uh, Mega Man X 2 and 3 Metal Warriors is like a $500 game now if you want that part you know um, Musia uh, man Ninja Gaiden Trilogy I guess that's kind of cheating because that's three games in one Rock and Roll Racing um, what was what was the other big like there's another pretty decent RPG on here that I'm forgetting about I feel dude, like dude Shadowrun the SNES version oh, of Shadowrun yeah yeah yeah, Shadow yeah, yeah, yeah of so course sweet of course Skyblazer Robotech I mean this a Robotech video game yes dude or Robotrek I might be saying oh, this I wrong. Think it's not based on anime no yeah oh, sorry it's not based okay. on anime um let me see here Sunset Riders Super Adventure Island um man the list goes on like i said i could talk true lies have you ever seen that arnold schwarzenegger movie true lies no no pretty good james cameron movie even better super nintendo game very surprised to say (laughs) (laughs) un squadron um wild guns which was just recently released on ps4 PS4, and i heard uh un squadron was actually a lot of fun too yeah, based on the arcade game. Yeah, so I'll stop there. But man, Twisted Tales of Spike and Fang. Oh man, Turtles in Time. Oh, one of the greatest Ninja, Ninja Turtle games uh, yeah. ever. Oh shoot, That's, that could have been obviously you know licensing issues. 
you know, have prevented a lot of games. But I was surprised. There are a couple surprises on here for me, like Secret Evermore. Or I'm sorry, not Secret Evermore. Secret of Mana, Mana, however you want to yeah, say. Yeah, like I was, I wouldn't have been like that's cool. That's guaranteed to be like I definitely would have been like, oh yeah, no. that's so going to be on there. I mean, it definitely would have been a wish list game for sure for me. That there's a mode in that game for three players. I don't yeah, know how they I would do that with. That. The, yeah, I don't know how they would do that with uh, two control slots. So who knows? I don't know if they'll be able to include. Dude, that. Dude, they're going to get a, a multi tap. Wait, Good. what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you not think you guys know what a multi-tap is? No, yeah. It just, <laughs> it just kind of stopped there. Like, all right. <laughs> yep. It was just that, that was the end of that thought. Yeah, that might be the all end right. of that segment now. <laughs> all right. But, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think, I, think it's, I think we're good to move on. No, we've talked yeah, about so, this a good long while, and and you know we can talk about Super Nintendo another day for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super hype on it, but I'm just, it just brings sadness to me because I just feel like I'm never going to get it. Yeah, you you probably won't. I've, no offense, like I, it's just it just seems like no one's gonna get it. No one you know is gonna get it either. I'll find a way. No. I'll find a no. way. So it just makes me angry at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, or just you know, set aside seven hundred dollars now. Go to eBay.co.uk yeah. uh, and look it up there, <laughs> guys. There are gonna be people that pay more for this than an Xbox One X. <laughs> yep, and gladly will gladly hand over the money for this, which is just so insane. Yeah, and then they can play these games in 4K. Oh, man. Too many yeah. Ks for that. Good, good old 4K. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to some more news. Uh, it's just a quick update from what we talked about last week, uh, how Take-Two issued a cease and desist to that one mod tool for Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5. Um, they've actually backed off that. Uh, both Take-Two and Rockstar, the developer of Grand Theft Auto, uh, have decided that they're going to instead try to screen mods individually um to allow single player mods to go through but still try to keep online mods uh you know to not be a thing so that way online will still be balanced that and yeah that, that seems like yeah. a cool job to have just sit down and check out all the crazy mods all the illegal mods and just you know give the stamp or give the boot yeah and i think part of this is probably it was done because uh, a lot of people took uh offense or, you know, they, they went up in arms about this and they gave Grand Theft Auto V a ton of negative reviews on Steam, which made the game look, you know, awful, right? Because, you know, Steam now has that thing on the interface where you're like, there's overall reviews and then recent reviews. Recent was all negative. And I think overall, like, beca- like wasn't overwhelmingly positive anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did affect the review score of the game. Granted, I don't think it would have changed the sales that much because it was it, it's a game that still sells a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, after it's like four years of being out. Right. Um, but still, it just it doesn't look good. Right. And I think the PR people were like, we need to fix this. And this is their solution to have a more hands on approach to this mod instead of like a blanket statement about mods in general. Yeah. And I'm kind of really glad that they've taken this approach. I think I think it's um, it's more work on their part for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that the that really speaks to them, like caring about the fans rather than just caring about the dollar, their own ends. Yeah. Right exactly Mm -hmm. so yeah that was just a quick update on a story from last week but let's move on to the big story this week uh the steam sale well another big story the steam sale steam sale is going on it's a thing steam summer sale empty your wallets for take out that 30th mortgage it's time for the steam summer sale get all your money get every ease game ever created in the history of man for 10 cents it's basically yep. the ikea of of pc games go God, in there I and just like furnish your whole bad. steam account for 
the low price of eight fifty two. Eight fifty two <laughs> and zero and zero cents. And yeah. No, eight dollars fifty two cents. Oh yes. I don't know if you could buy everything on Steam for that but, one. But I know, but I'm exaggerating. But seriously, I mean the thing that really um comes to my attention is when I'm like, Oh, that's an awesome game. Look, it's only four dollars. Let's buy it. Oh wait, I already own it. Because <laughs> I bought it already on you know? Like there's very yeah, few games or, I'm buying anymore because I wait till the Steam sales and I swipe them all up for a song. Yeah, or the alternative is that, hey, it's the Steam sale. Let's buy this, 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 and that. And then you don't play half of those games come next year. Oh, yeah. You know, you just completely forget about them because that's kind of the culture of the Steam sale nowadays, right? It's like this this tax that you pay to Steam to not play the games that you buy, but you you love the idea of eventually mm-hmm. I'll play right. One day, yeah. one day I'll get to Psychonauts or one day, you know, I'll get to Jade Empire or something it's like that. It's sitting on yeah, my digital yeah. shelf, just gathering dust. I'll, I'll get to it eventually, I G- promise. Gathering some bits and there dust. Some bitcoins. Yeah. One thing I heard recently, <laughs> I listen to this guys, one thing I heard recently is that you are able to will your Steam library and Steam will honor that if, you know, yep. something were to happen and, uh, you know, you had a, a living will that bequeathed it to someone else then uh they would get to enjoy those games so that's kind of cool yeah and i mean it's totally fair too because think about it like if you own a digital library of games like that's hundreds of dollars probably in value you know that no one else could access after you pass thousands yeah yeah easily so i mean i have well over 200 games i think robert you have over 300 games and colin you got a crap ton of games too like you know but but I mean, so many times I get them on the Humble Bundle, uh, and I always wait. There's always two big Steam sales a year, and I usually spend, you know, about the price of maybe three or four full-price games during Steam sale. But again, like I said, I have so many games that I've owned that, like, really none of the deals this year are are really, like, must-buys that I've seen so far. I'm not that hype. Yeah, I've been been eyeing games like Nier Automata. That only, like, the, the deal for that wasn't, to my liking i mean i was hoping it'd go down a little more in price was it, personally was it 35 percent off uh 30 off so it's around like 42 43 bucks yeah. which i mean I'm, I'm sure the game is worth that price but the point of the steam sales you know you're you're wanting to get things real cheap yeah so i'm, I'm waiting for that game to maybe get down to like 30 bucks because i know it's a japanese developer and those games usually don't go down in price as often right they um they definitely have reduced the amount i think of the discounts I, I just feel like years past five six years ago discounts were way deeper and i just feel like now they're much more conservative it's kind of alarming because for me that was always the draw to pc gaming was that it's cheaper and right, significantly I- cheaper to for the games maybe not the hardware but the games yeah, but I think part of that, too, might be because, like, PC gaming is kind of coming into this, like, it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. Like, think about it, E3 for the right. past three years. It's unfortunate that we've had a PC gaming show in the state it is, but the <laughs> fact that we have a PC gaming show at all, is not, like, I think that speaks to, you know, the power that PC gaming is, like, building in the gaming community. Hashtag progress, PC gamer. PC gaming <laughs> yeah. is the Sauron of the, ga- of the gaming community. Oh, Just man. gaining power in the yeah. background. So, you know, with, like, with that, with the Steam sale, we kind of thought of a way to celebrate it. And um, we did that by not buying any games. <laughs> yep. The best way to celebrate a sale yeah. is to not hand your money over. Instead, what we're doing is we're digging through our libraries of games, games that we've never played, never booted up, never touched, 
you know, like games that we once thought, oh, I'll get to it eventually, and then it's then months, and then we years and then passed. we bought it and we paid for it, and it's like the cellophane wrapping is still on it on the shelf. We have literally never booted these games; they've been sitting and getting crusty in our libraries for eternity basically and so we decided this week that we will um, break them out dust them off give them a fresh boot and a fresh take on them eventually has come boys who wants to go first colin you want to go i Um, I think let's kick it off with colin okay we're gonna start off me but even though i kind of cheated a little (laughs) bit but um, a a lot of you cheated a lot of bit we're supposed to be in celebration of the steam sale so why don't you tell the folks how you celebrate steam sale god (laughs) all right so we started off with funyuns then we moved to me not doing you know (laughs) you're you're on a roll today i don't want to roll just fuck ups it's fine um so yeah i don't have any games that i necessarily like intentionally bought in my steam library uh that i haven't played yet Oh, nor do I have a particularly powerful enough computer to run any of the other games that I did intentionally buy because I'm in the midst of building my new computer. Um, so I kind of cheated a bit and I went to my PS4 and took a game off the shelf there that I have not booted up yet. But I did intentionally buy this game just because I saw it and it was cheap. Um, so I took it actually off my physical shelf, unlike you guys, plebs, Ugh. and stuck Jeez. it in my PlayStation. And that game is... And you, you may know, know the it. Steam Box, right? Yeah, the Steam Box. Uh, <laughs> and that game is a meme game known as Knack. Oh, yes. Knack. I've heard of that. I heard it's a really good Con- game. It's a good Con- I didn't hear that at all, Robert. Connect. No, I've heard it's you. game of the year every year. <laughs> so Knack, oh, it, within the, the realm of my Facebook groups and the, a couple of podcasts that I listen to, it's become kind of a meme. Uh, so like everyone's like oh you know it's just another neck all hail lord neck and blah 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 (laughs) no one says that (laughs) anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) just gonna brush over that just gonna brush over yep dude you do not fuck with our lord neck all right anyway i played neck all right go ahead (laughs) neck is great anyway um so basically neck recently got a sequel it was a sequel to a game that no one asked for but anyway, I so out of curiosity, I took the disc out of the case, threw it in my PlayStation Pro, and I was like, I'm going to play this. And by the way, I played it in glorious 4K because I recently got a 4K TV. Oh, um, congrats. Yes. So is it four times better now as a game? Does it yeah, feel I mean, four why, times watching better? Watching like, uh, you know, those really kind of muddy PS4 launch textures in 4K. It's, I mean, they're okay. But anyway, Oh, does it not translate nice. really well? No, it's it's not bad. It's really not bad, honestly. And I, and I'll get to it here in a second. Uh, so basically, Knack in a nutshell. I so I, I when I first booted it up, I'm like, okay, this is like it's giving me kind of like some Ratchet and Clank vibes, even though like it came out before the new Ratchet and Clank, right? But it's kind of like art style wise, it's kind of giving me that vibe, like the the poor man's Pixar movie kind of thing. Um, and so I was like, I don't know what's inherently wrong with this. The story seems to be starting off decently strong, and then I played it. And the gameplay, like, they tell you how to play, and it just doesn't go anywhere from there. Like, that's you just keep mashing the same buttons. Keep yeah, it's just killing basic the jump enemies and punch. In, the same, in the same fashion. I think there's, like, jump, punch, and dodge, and I can't remember much beyond that. Yeah, Transform, that's, so maybe? There's, there's no upgrades. There's no upgrades so, to the systems so, or anything? Like, you, as you, the level progresses, you pick up uh, relics, which basically makes your the little knack dude bigger and he like eventually gets bigger throughout the level and you become more powerful and it also extends your health bar and right like the more pieces of toblerone you collect the more hulk he dude becomes, right? exactly toblerone that's totally what i'm kind of calling it now um but like yeah so it makes you more powerful what well, the thing with that is it's like 
it's not one of those things where it's it's sequenced. It's like scripted almost. So it, it's weird. So you're like small for this one section of the game, and then you you get kind of bigger and kind of bigger when the game wants you to. Like you can pick up bits and you get a little bit bigger, but you're not going to get noticeably bigger until the game wants you to. So you would have like certain scripted events yeah. like, oh, okay, now I'm really big. Now I'm like thrashing everything. Because the level design is based around Nax form. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so like you get to these points where like, oh, hey, like we need to power this generator with relics. And Nax like, oh, hey, I got this. Just going to like shoot all those relics that I picked up into this generator. Now I'm small again. Now you get a start all over. Now you have like this tiny ass health bar. I'm yeah, like, your baby oh. Groot at that point. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, oh, this this doesn't, I don't know, this does not seem like good design to me at all. I thought you were liking this game. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, but like I, I went in, like I, I went in, I wanted to give it the, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt when I was going in. And yeah, I, I can't imagine that you had too much fun with it, though. No. Hey, so, hey, hey, just to defend. I mean, I'm not a big ardent knack supporter, but someone liked it. There's a sequel coming out. I, it's I, crazy. I mean, to, to be fair, like it was a launch title. And honestly, as a launch title, it's a, it's a pretty OK launch. title. It's a nice it's a nice uh, at the time. It's a nice tech demo tech demo. Yeah, game. you might be guilty of launch goggles there you know having right, uh, not having many games to, to compare it to i remember i mean i played it early on a couple years back i remember it looking okay um it yeah. didn't look that bad but it just seemed very limited and one thing too of note with knack is that it looks like a kid's game and it was designed um with mark cerny who i think was directly involved right. in this game right it's and developed, he developed by Sony interactive entertainment yeah, with the with the kind of mentality of I want to recreate that magic of PS One era games, so that's kind of the flavor and the feel and the tone they were going for with this, and it looks like it would be like a kid friendly type game. But man, for okay, for one, the game is balls hard. It's a very hard game. It is it's hard not and easy. I was gonna say that because you die a metric fuck ton you really do you die a lot man you die a lot in this game easily you die like two hits you're dead dude i died uh gosh i only played the game for two or three hours but like i died dude if i had to give you a rough number it would probably be about 30 40 times yeah it's like a call of duty death match basically dude, every like level. it was ridiculous like you're like running in and well because the thing is it and this is where like and if you want to kind of get in depth in the game design a little bit too but it, it has a, one of those things where it's like uh, like the enemies do something like you completely don't expect. Like the the enemies don't really, uh, what's what? what how would you say that? Like uh, give you a hint as to how they're going to attack you. Like they don't uh, telegraph their right, moves. Telegraph, well. telegraph. That's where I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, so they don't telegraph their moves very well. So like like you kill like these for example like these beetle things. You hit them and you knock them over. Then they explode and then you're dead. Like <laughs> it's a rough game. It is a rough time. You cannot. Yeah. yeah, it just gives you a middle finger or like I was walking over this pit and they're like, oh, the pit just drops from underneath you. I'm like, oh, OK, it's rough. It's yeah. rough design. Yeah. You know, I, so final verdict. You you don't like so it. it's not a terrible game. I think how I would describe it is fantastically mediocre. Like it's just it's just mediocre at best. If anything, it's just it's so bland. It's not really it's not really much to enjoy there. Like I thought the story kind of started out somewhat interesting, and they give you like little tidbits that seem okay. Jack, did you say you beat it? Hell no. Oh, you didn't. I beat played it. Okay. it. No, I beat about. I played about three four hours, and I was but, like, that's enough. That's yeah, enough. it's like I, I was definitely like at some point I was like, this game is getting 
boring. Yeah, like, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, and, and I think, um, and just one more thing too is like the visual style. It's going for like the faux Pixar thing, right? But it's like not quite there, and it's just not very like like eye poppingly colorful either. And it's just like I don't know the visual style. Just it, something about it just seems off to me. But yeah, mm-hmm. fantastically mediocre. That's my verdict on on Knack. It's available, but if so, you still want to play it, it's available on uh, the PSN sale right now for six ninety nine. If you have PS Plus, you can get it for four ninety nine. It sounds like nice two uh, that. two very enthusiastic thumbs sideways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for that fantastically <laughs> mediocre experience, right. it's like you know man, where to get it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, okay. okay. So, it, was, uh, it was worth the whatever money I paid for it. So, so let me ask you: Are you yeah. guys uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers? Not at the moment. Nope. Okay, so I don't know if this happened, but I just remember past that this was one of the games that people were just decrying needed to be free on PlayStation Plus, how they give away those free games every month, if you're aware. And like, as, as I understand, Knack is always someone, one of the games that people are like, we want Knack for free, we want Knack for free, but... But why? Yeah, who knows? It's just but crazy. Why? Yeah, it might have already happened, involved. to be honest with you, because I haven't paid for PlayStation Plus in a very long time. Same. Uh, so, Jack, what about you? What did you dig up in your Steam library yes. for your personal computer you mean, on Windows you mean for 10? That Steam sale? Yeah. Celebration? <laughs> that only happens twice a year? Eh, we're just giving Colin some shit. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, actually, so what you know, did you play? This game is on Steam, but it is, you know, notable that it is also available on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And that game is Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Uh, it was released Ooh. initially on October 5th. 2010 right now you can get it on steam it's only 4.99 and it is about an eight to ten hour game in my opinion as a grown adult grown ass man gamer uh the perfect length you know it's not too long i can still you know come home from work and and enjoy it and finish it in relatively good time and feel like i got my money's worth so um yeah it's uh a post-apocalyptic uh single player action adventure game it's uh it has uh movie footage or uh, i'm sorry motion capture footage uh that weta workshop worked on which was the same um studio that worked on uh, heavenly sword on playstation 3 as well as the lord of the rings movies and all the special effects there in fact andy circus plays uh, a critical role as well one of the main characters and everything he does in cinema is is so awesome i think I, he's one of my favorite actors um whether it's him in real life or it's him in in a mocap suit with all the reflective balls sticking on him dude he's gone um, forever and always yeah he's such a great actor so that's really all i had to hear to like pique my interest and i bought this game so long ago and i again just never booted it never installed it never downloaded it i'm just like, man i really got to get to this game and I don't really have too much to say on it i am going to keep playing it but i've only played about the first hour but as i understand you guys have and, and that first hour was good and it drew me in and the acting was already it's very prevalent that it is high quality and it is what you expect from a movie you know not just a video game you, you kind of draw that ire of video game acting being somehow mediocre but i think that the media medium is catching up certainly to hollywood levels especially with a weta workshop working with them now so can you guys talk about the game a little bit i know you guys have some previous experience on it yeah so i actually beat that game maybe three or four years ago okay, don't spoil so me don't say- spoil me Oh uh, yeah, don't worry. Snape just kills Dumbledore. It's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so it didn't like. I don't want this to detract you from wanting to beat the game because I can't say that it's left such a lasting impression that I remember it three or four years later. But I do remember at the time like really enjoying the game and finding the ending to be very satisfying. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, it's based on the uh, old Chinese story of uh, Odyssey to the West, the journey to the West, uh, which features Sun Wukong as a main character. And funnily enough, the main character in the game uh, is called Monkey, which, you know, that's what Sun Wukong was. He was the Monkey King. Um, so I remember the game being really fun to play. It's like kind of a character action. Well, not character action, but, you know, it's like your brawler beat up kind of game, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Jack? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like a beat up sort of thing. Yeah. And um, I remember the character interactions being very good because you have the main character monkey and then you have um, that female companion and, you know, they, they kind of, their relationship is very interesting and it's nice to see how it progresses throughout the story, which I remember being a very strong part of the game as well. And I think at four ninety nine, it's definitely worth playing if you have a couple afternoons free and you're thinking like, let's just pop in a really good game that has like a nice story. Hmm. And the P- I think yeah. Odyssey Journey to the West fits that very well. And the PC version is the best version to get. It runs so well, very smooth, very easy to run game now. Uh, it's developed on consoles that are over 10 years old at this point. You know, it, it can run on yep. almost, you know, laptops too, I would assume could probably run it as well. Graphics look great, music's great, production level. It's one of those B-tier games, right, of that generation. Like, you, w- it wasn't AAA, but they put a lot of effort into it. Um, it and, you know, the production is there. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Remember Me, where, you know, just kind of like yeah. B-tier. Like, you know, it's not AAA. It's not indie. It's in this weird gray area. A- and, you know, it's not maybe not worth $60, but it is worth playing through at least once. Yeah, and at four ninety nine, I think that's yeah, come on, guys. not that much to ask. That's like a... That's like a double chalupa or whatever that thing is now at Taco Bell. Like, come on, let's go. A double chalupa. Although that does sound pretty good now that I think about it. <laughs> that double, that double deep chalupa. Have you seen that? It's like, yeah, I have. Oh, good lord! Double All the beef deep chalupa. <laughs> I don't think that's the official name, but that's just how I think of it. So Please. yeah, but I don't have much to say. You know, I might come back to it and we can talk about it in the future. Uh, I want to see how it ends because, as Colin, you were saying that the ending is you know of note. Without spoiling it, you were saying that it is kind of memorable. It was on some list or something. I think you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like it's got a pretty pretty crazy ending. If I if I recall, I, I kind of had a spoil for me, but I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, what I dug through with my extensive library of games I haven't played, I decided to play uh, this game called Skull Girls. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. Hmm, yes, I, I'm somewhat familiar from a peripheral view. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a fighting game, but all the characters are like anime girls with big boobs. Uh, the reason I bought it is because I've heard it's actually a great. Um, it's a great tutorial for fighting games. Like it teaches you a lot about like some really, you know, high end concepts in fighting games, like hit confirming and punishing, uh, you know, how to block things and, you know, invincibility frames, things like that. Like it's a good tutorial for fighting games. So, so come for the boobs, stay for the fighting, right? Got it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Robert, you know, for someone that's not so into fighting games, you sure are playing them a lot these days i know right yeah um well so it started with tekken 7 pretty sure and um after playing that i remember i was looking through my library and i saw skull girls and i was like oh yeah i remember that game for being the game that like teaches you a lot about fighting so let's pop that in so i can like improve my tekken game um but i actually kind of am enjoying the way skull girls plays because with skull girls it's um it's a small roster you know it's a very cheap game right now you can get it for 2.99 on the steam sale and that's until next wednesday so you've got a lot of time um and it's a very small roster i think it's like 
eight characters and then the five DLC characters. Are they all female? Oh, it's Skullgirls, I guess, is in the name, right? Yeah, I, I think there's like one or two male characters, but they're like DLC. For a majority oh. of the characters are female. Okay. And they're all like interesting and weird. Like there's a character named Parasol who's like a girl that uses an umbrella to fight, but also a gun. Or um, a gun umbrella. Oh, a gun umbrella. Yeah. I'm forgetting the name of this character, but this character is literally straight out of like Cuphead style or like, you know, uh, DuckTail style of like old school Mickey Mouse even hmm. kind of a style with her fighting, which is really interesting. Hmm. Um, but what they do is they kind of simplify fighting a little bit because, you know, like um, both of you played fighting games in your time, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So... Yeah, so when you're when you're playing that game, it's like you can try to learn combos for one character, but that doesn't necessarily translate to another character, or really even possibly any of the characters on that roster, right? Mm. Um, or even if you try to pull off like special moves, like um, if you try to use reuse Hadoken, you know that same input may not necessarily do anything else with any other character, right? Um, like you have to really learn each character to learn how to use their abilities. Whereas with Skullgirls, it's the same input to do their special abilities. Um, so they have like light, medium and heavy punch, light, medium, heavy kick. And then you do like a quarter circle, either forward or backwards with the, um, stick to, and you pair that with one of the like punch or kick buttons to do a special move. And it's that same input for everyone. So okay. it kind of takes out, it takes out that problem of needing to like learn each character in the roster, uh, in terms of like your raw input. And instead what you need to learn is if I do this input, what does the output become? So then it, it feels like it's a little easier to learn how each character plays and it kind of helps you build that idea of um, building a game, you know, your game plan with each character, which I think when you've got that solidified, it'll be easy to translate that to like, you know, Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, where the inputs may not be the same, but you start kind of feeling that same idea of, okay, like I'm playing Scorpion, I've got this game plan where, you know, I know how to like throw my get over here mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I think if you're if you're trying to like get into fighting games, Skullgirls, if you can get over the like aesthetic. <laughs> I don't think it's for everybody. Um, I don't know if I could recommend. Yeah. 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 yeah the aesthetic everybody. isn't for everybody. But I do think if you want to learn a fighting, like learn how to play fighting games, it has a really, really good tutorial. And for two ninety nine, I think it's worth it. And I think it was at Evo too. I think it's made appearances at Evo. Oh, it's an Evo. So that, oh, has yeah, it? and, yeah, and it has yeah, and it has a very vocal uh, fan base online. You know, this is like a cult classic. So, you know, that's that's kind of the extent that I know of it. Uh, aside from what you have said as well, but um, it's one of those games that are always going to be like in my pile of shame. I just feel like I'll never get to it. <laughs> Sadly. Sally, but that's kind of that's kind of the spirit of what we're doing now, right? We're purposely finding games that we don't think we could play or would play, at least for an incredibly you know long time, decades maybe even. We're trying to force ourselves to to play games that we that we end up liking. Yep, and I think um, that's all I really have to say about Skullgirls. It's good fighting game tutorial, some pretty solid fighting game itself. If you want to stick around for that, but it'll definitely improve your fighting game prowess. I think across whatever fighting game you want to play yeah, that's a great I'm word a, I'm that's one of my favorite words prowess? prowess absolutely yeah mm -hmm. let's talk about favorite words for a second okay so prowess is up there for me another favorite word cessna excuse me cessna cessna, cessna. it's like a type of airplane oh like yeah single engine airplane cessna it's just fun and yeah. then will and then another classic that i really like wildebeest fun fact mm. wildebeest is the beast part is spelled b-e-e -E, not b-e-a 
Yep, very yep. true. Wildebeest. So, mm-hmm. do you guys have any favorite words? I very much uh, enjoy indubitably. So the, the D and B. Yes. Very powerful. Indubitably. Yeah. Indeed. I'm a fan of a dis, discombobulate. Yes. It's, it's yeah. such a funny word. Let me ask you this. So now we're talking about good words. Let's talk about bad words. Like, what about, like, irregardless? <laughs> irregardless. I hate when people say irregardless. I never, Here's I never the thing. You that. have said irregardless earlier, Jack. Ironically. Are like, you sure about I, that? Yes, I'm positive. I hate that word. I hate irregardless. You know, you, it means absolutely nothing, right? I hate it. Yeah, I just, oh, I hate when people say it. And when I had an English teacher in college, by the way, that, like, ardently defended irregardless, would say irregardless. It's absolutely telling the truth. I'm not going to say what college it was, but you could probably make educated guess. But I had an English teacher, right, advanced English, that would say irregardless in probably every paragraph of speech. That's annoying. That she would that she would say it was completely annoying, and people would raise their hand and be like, "That's not a word." And she she would defend it, defend, defend. I like, I would have got up and how are out. you grading our papers? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping so. this class she, as soon as I hear that. She was a super nice lady, to be fair, and we did get to watch Goodwill Hunting, like for a whole like two classes like together. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. irregardless of that film, it didn't it didn't make up for the rest of it. Mm. The rest of that class did it. Salty. Okay, so what are your <laughs> le- like? Do you have words you guys hate too? Mm, Not really. Uh, That's why well, you got to have words well, that annoy well, well, you. Like what? So one of the most popular like hated words is moist. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Yo, this is definitely a thing. Oh, People hate that. Yeah. And I I really don't have that big a problem with it because I just think of like a nice chocolate cake with chocolate chocolate icing. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't a know nice what other moist. images you know that word evokes for people. No, but I'm like, like mm, cake because I, it's the way it's the way the word rolls off the tongue. Yeah, moist. a lot of people hate. It. <laughs> now, when you say it like this, oh, so moist. <laughs> then there it is. <laughs> All right, so we just lost 17 subscribers yeah. there. Yep. Sorry, yep. you go. Dropping like flies. Yeah, nobody wants to hear oh the word gosh. moist, man. That's how you this lose. This is like them. the turn into an ASMR all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let's uh, let's scoot over to the almost last part of the podcast. Jack, let's put you on the spot here. What's this week's, uh, what's the loophole to this would you rather? Okay, so I have come to a understanding yet contempt of your desire for loopholes and for your penchant for finding them. And so I've come up with certain verbiage I'm going to use here for this special would you rather. And again, did you script this out? No, not really. I just wrote down the, the, you know, the basics, but again, the internet has failed me here. I'm looking online for good. Would you rather's and I'm finding, I'm just making them up in my head and I just think they foster better conversation. So this is another one that just kind of came to me a couple days ago. So listen carefully. Would you rather never need or be able to sleep again? Or would you rather never need or be able to eat again? Discuss. Okay, you're going to hate me because the answer is so easy for me. <laughs> well, so I mean, you think you think so. Okay. I would to make sure never need or be able to. Right. That's right. So. For example, if I didn't need or be able to eat ever again, I would never be hungry. I'd never lack energy. I'd never feel like, man, I need to drink this Red Bull to get back up or something, right? Sure. Starva- starvation's a thing of the past, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Sleep. Easily. So you would never need, so you'd rather never need or be able to sleep again is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, Same. that's your answer. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Colin? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that too. I I don't 
if if I didn't have to sleep, I wouldn't. Yeah, cause here's the thing. I feel like sleep is such a waste of time. Like I already hate taking naps. You know, like I I try to avoid really taking is. naps because naps feel like such a waste of time. Like I could be doing literally anything else. All right, you, I, I think you guys yeah, are another fucking thing is, crazy. Okay, no, <laughs> like honestly, I hate the feeling because especially during the school year, the school year, I just feel fucking perpetually tired all of the time. Just all of the time, right? And I hate it. it. Like I wish sleep was like I wish I could just feel like I was at least decently awake all the time. Okay, and you did, I think, Jack. You did confirm. You did confirm that if I never, if we didn't need to eat again, starvation would never happen. The negative consequence of not eating would never happen. So the negative consequence of not sleeping, being tired, would never happen. Yeah, but you're not thinking of all the other consequences. That's one consequence of many. You know, you're saying you'll never need to be tired again, but. But again, you'll never feel that joy of sleeping in ever again. And I think that sleep, I think you're underrating sleep very highly. Also, think about this. Think about the caloric intake you're going to have to increase, okay, if you are constantly awake 24-7. And then also extrapolate that to how much money it's going to cost you. And so if you don't have the money to um, support that caloric intake of all the energy you're expensing, then you're going to have to start eating shit food forever. So you're kind of living in a shit food uh, ramen hell for the rest of your life. And and again, like sleep is kind of like... Uh, I, I love sleeping in one of my favorite things to do is sleep in and and I don't think naps are underrated at all I wish I could take more naps actually and and studies have shown that you're mentally sharper at, you know if you take a, a nap in the middle of the day um, so being tired you know yeah you'll never be tired again but again you'll have to you'll have all that maintenance and all that extra expenditure and this is you're the only one in the world doing this too like yeah everyone else is living a life people are going to be sleeping you know you might run a health risk of, of having higher cancer rate they've shown that for people that work night shifts um, so you know there are other consequences to think about and most of all you know the 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 money issue I think so what do you guys think of that so yeah, you bring up a good point. Like uh, the the money issue for sure is is a real thing to deal with. I think. I mean, if you're talking about health concerns, I guess if you put it like if you want to be super realistic about it, yeah. I, I don't think if you never had to sleep, I don't think honestly you would live as long, right? So, yeah, like, exactly. I think I think it yeah. would. I think we could all agree that it probably would negatively affect your life expectancy. I think. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, when you first told us like the topics i was i was just kind of assuming that it was kind of like a hyper realistic thing like it was like oh hey you just never had to sleep again oh you can be more productive and yeah you have to eat more i can definitely see that like either way you cut it the financial thing is going to play a part even without the health issues uh because you just you're gonna burn more calories therefore you're gonna need more food you're gonna need more money um and i do understand like okay you you can also like sleeping is enjoyable activity like what are you gonna do after sex right right <laughs> yeah no yeah that was the first thing i thought of you right, yeah, stay exactly. up the whole time and, <laughs> yeah. and watch her sleep dude no, okay no okay let's be suck. honest if you stay up if you just sit there and stay up that's weird just go downstairs and play with your fucking snes okay <laughs> your snes class go downstairs and play with your snes no, yeah, no, yeah. i mean by the way i mean talking about words i hate by the way, the, the way have... snes Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are positives. I mean, you have more time to play games, I guess, if you think about it that way. But yeah, you'll never have, you'll never. Guys, also important things happen biologically during your sleep. That's when your body heals itself, right? That's when you Wolverine, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, those are but, the those are the healing hours. See, but when I think fair, of the fair enough. the cons of the other choice, like think about it. I will never in my life 
be able to eat a Thurman's burger again. I will never in my life taste a Wendy's chocolate frosty ever again. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I love food way too much. <laughs> I will never Are you kidding me. I will like, never be never able enjoy to, food ever again. Yeah, I would never be able to eat a Funyun and not call it a chip ever <laughs> again. <laughs> Bernie gag, I called it. <laughs> oh, you'll never be able to celebrate Steam Sale by playing fucking knack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Is, I deserve every bit of it. Just give it to me. Just I'd, give it to me. I'd rather like, even with all those negative consequences of not sleeping again, I just keep thinking like, I'd rather still be able to eat, you know, and still be able to taste good food in the world. Okay, I mean, part so, of that might be because like right. I I like to cook too. So right. like more than half the joy of cooking is being able to like taste your your product. Sure. No, fair enough. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think that if cooking is a big part of your life, like I can see how that would be more difficult to give up. Uh, but man, right. guys, sleep is so great. I mean, think about it. Right. Think about how sad it would be. You'll never get to dream again. You'll literally never get to dream again. You can daydream. You can imagination. That is not it. the same. That is it's not, not the same. same. I don't know. I'm like I'm a fucking I'm a space cadet. If you know, like, if you hang out with me enough, you figure that out. Like, I've never heard anyone say that about themselves before. Like, I'm, I'm like, dude, I zone, I zone out. All the time, I really do. So you're I'm saying really you would miss dreaming, is what you're saying? Like honestly, when I dream, I, I've only had a handful of times where I've had dreams where I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like that was like a very notable <sighs> dream or like a nightmare or whatever. Yeah. Um. Like and I like it's to the point where I actually have like not really a dream journal because I don't really don't dream that often. But when I do get like a very very vibrant dream, I do tend to write them down. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, but I mean, I've never really had anything to where it's like, oh yeah, that was totally worth, you know, losing productivity or what have you minus the health risks. However, I did actually read about a study a while back, uh, saying that it's, it's possible because there's actually a sleep routine where you can actually have the highest possible productivity, the highest amount of awake time while still getting the, the, uh, the rest and the, the, uh, basically the, uh, biological rehabilitation that your body needs while still maintaining like a high amount of awake time, which, which, uh, so they had these artists, they did like the sleep routine where basically they were awake for four hours and then they were sleeping for 30 minutes and that's how they did it. So they were awake for four hours and then sleep, slept every 30 minutes. Now, I mean, it would be really difficult to do and be, take a, probably a very long time to get your body used to it because like, if you're anything like me, I take forever to fall asleep. Um, you need sometimes. a better mattress, man. Yep. Probably. Uh, because these matches are shit. But anyway, um, so like, I, I don't know if I could imagine that though. Could you imagine being awake? Like, cause uh, not only that, but like any normal schedule would never allow you to be able to do that. So the only way you would be able to pull off like something like four hours off three hours, uh, like asleep or whatever, um, or I'm sorry, 30 minutes of sleep, um, would be if you were like a, some sort of like freelance artist or something, yeah, which is like who they suggested it for. Like you being awake for four hours and then going to sleep for 30, every 30, <laughs> like for just 30 minutes and then waking up being productive again. It sounds just how I feel I like, like how the, we're getting away though from like the, the main, I, hold on, question. hold on. No, and the reason why I brought that up is because I guess it's almost like kind of like a middle ground, right? You can still enjoy sleeping, but you can have the highest amount of productivity, right? I just love how you said freelance artists. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say like Navy SEAL or something like that that needs that, <laughs> that sleep too. schedule. You said freelance artist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got this bush yeah. ain't gonna paint itself. <laughs> where you're on your own. Yeah, exactly. Freaking. Uh, yeah, but like with some 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 sort of sort of schedule where you just make your own hours. I guess it would be the only way you could pull it off. No, I hear you. Because I, I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. And to, to counter your point, Jack, about not being able to dream again. Please do. Okay. So I don't need to dream again if I can spend those eight hours a night helping and working to make my dreams a reality. Oh, please. Oh. Barf in my mouth. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You gonna you gonna crochet that tomorrow? Or oh yeah, <laughs> and hang yep. up on your wall. <laughs> Who no, needs I, sleep when guys, your dreams can be reality? Have you ever had those dreams that just affect you all day? I did like two days ago. I'm not gonna get specific in what happened, but I've had dreams that like I think about all day long, inspire me. I mean, how many incredible ideas and experiences do you have in dreaming? Dreaming is is incredible. I've I very rarely lucid dream. It's only happened to me like maybe three or four times in my entire life. But when I do, I'm like I'm flying. I'm flying over Mount Everest, you know, I'm going to like Saturn and like the universe when I'm like lucid dreaming. I'm like, I feel like omnipotent, you know, it's just, it's just, it would be, it would be sad to, to never get to dream again. I just think, and I just feel like, I just feel like people that are awake when everyone else is asleep. I just, I just feel like you'd be at risk for depression too, to live like that the rest of your life. I don't have any evidence to back that up. I just have a hunch. Well, I think part of it like is part of the depression may come from maybe that everyone else is sleeping. Why am I not sleeping? Right. Whereas if you know, you never need sleep again, it's like, I'm, I'm above these plebeians who need sleep. (laughs) I am better than them. I am, I am Neo human sapien. I I hear you on the level of like, man, but I love food because I am the same way. Like I have, I definitely love a great meal. I appreciate a great meal and I will spend money on a great dining experience. Like, you know, I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask you, Jack, like, what would you give up? Would you give up a nice barbecue dinner a la, like, everything you could buy in Austin? Oh, or would sucks. you give up dreams? I don't know. It's it's a, it's a, <laughs> it, it just brings up, you know, a moral quandary, which is, like, the fun of these um, would-you-rathers. But I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like the easy answer would be, oh, I'd never have to eat again because, uh, you know, think of all the money you save, right? There are benefits mm-hmm. to that. Like, you save, a, save thousands of dollars a year. At least I would thousands of dollars a year you know but again you're losing you're missing out on the joy of eating you're missing out on the social aspect of eating which is not to be understated um Mm -hmm. you know a lot of a lot of life-changing conversations happen over meals you know uh, go ahead no go ahead well just i was gonna point that out right it's like the social factor of eating is far more important than the social factor. like you not many times you get together with your friends like hey guys let's all sleep together that sounds fun. Let's all just let's all sleep right Guys, here. Let's party at Robert's you mean house. You don't? Yay. We're Whereas a crochet. It's, yeah, it's very common to be like, hey guys, let's all let's go grab a bite to eat down at, you know, at, you know, Wendy's or something, right? Um Whereas you can't be like, guys, let's all go to a hotel and nap in the same room for an hour. Doesn't that sound let's, like, hey, guys, does that's all want to go to Wendy's and nap. Uh, you, you know what, though? If I if I give up sleep, though, then I'm ruining hammocks for life. That's just a hard ask, man. You can still relax in a hammock just because uh, yeah. you can't sleep doesn't I'm mean you man, can't relax. I'm a man of leisure. I, I enjoy a hammock every well, now and again. You can relax without sleeping, though. You can relax. Maybe have your DS or switch in your... Oh, wait. You yeah. Can, your DS you can, in your oh, hands. you can meditate. Yeah. You can meditate. Mm, man. I don't know. It's a I hard question. To, I don't know what I'd give up. I think there's, there's mad cons for both decisions. I, I guess... All right. Gun to your head, Robert. You have to choose. I think you're saying... Sleep. So you would you would give up sleep. You'd never have to sleep ever again. Easy. Easy. You don't even, even need okay. a gun. What if you went into it knowing that it would make your life shorter though? Sure. You still would do it. Okay. Fair you could enough. have a Colin. water gun. You could have a water gun <clears throat> up to my head. And Colin, like, yeah, what do you sleep. think? See, I I would still I would still give up sleep. 
um and because the, the thing Man. is like I, I, whether whether this has to be do with like me being a hopeless romantic or whatever but like i don't know something about the night hours man i like being up at night i'm an, i'm kind of a night owl and the thing about that time at about you know two three four in the morning no one expects anything out of you and it's the greatest <laughs> okay, that, true that sounds a you, little frightening you got your own time you know <laughs> but listen guys i mean you black know? and white here one is a financial burden the other one is a financial boon I mean, you guys are kind of brushing over that. True. You know what I mean? Like, True. you're gonna, where are you going to come up with all that money? Or, like I said, you're going to have to live a life of eating shit, cheap food forever if you're yeah, up all th- the time. Think about it, though. You could work a night shift and then a part-time job during the day. Okay, you're- then I'm definitely not doing that. Then That would suck to work 16 hours a day. But that you don't need suck. to sleep. But you don't need to sleep, so you wouldn't be tired after that. But still, it's like I would not. Okay, if I'm staying up and never need to sleep, but I'm working the whole time, hell no, I'm giving up food. Then if that if that's the trade off, there's no way I'm working (laughs) during that time. It depends on the jobs, bro. Yeah, if it's something you enjoy, then yeah. Or even if if you get a good paying job, you know, like so, what if it'll cost you an extra couple thousand a year to sustain that no no sleep lifestyle? I think it'd be worth it. Man, okay, tough decisions, tough calls, but you know we want you guys, the audience as well, to chime in on this, and you can um, give us your opinions, your thoughts on Twitter. Just put in the hashtag TDP, and then also if you have ideas or suggestions for your own would you rather's, we'd love to hear them as well. You can uh, mm-hmm. email us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also reach us on Twitter at hashtag uh, TDP as well, and we will read them on the air, and we'll we'll go through those. So we'd love to have some. Uh, subscriber feedback for sure yeah and you can also follow us on twitter at tiny disc podcast for any updates about when the new episode's coming out uh we're planning to publish every thursday uh so i think that about wraps us up so let's get into Woo! the final part of the podcast uh colin did you get any of your switch cartridges out yeah let's do this <laughs> oh my god get Are it we out now. This, this is happening right we will wait don't worry we will wait oh uh, go get it colin we're gonna yeah, talk here we'll for wait. a while go yeah how did I? T- how did Get I? Guess in, I guys, we're right. in for a treat. I'm giving, into, I'm giving into peer pressure, guys. I don't think you're giving. I don't think we talked you into this. This is happening. I, know, I hope you. Just, I hope you guys don't meet. No, like I'm not going to start smoking or anything like that next. Or I'm not going to start doing a lot of other uh, bad things. This is a treat. This is Christmas came early today. Who needs Man. a Super Nintendo when we can watch Colin just lick a Switch cartridge? Well, we can watch him. The the viewers at home will just hear his reactions and yeah, our reactions. We need a Patreon tier for for this level of entertainment, <laughs> I think. But no, this is a great idea. Thanks for remembering too cuz I I actually forgot that that was going to be a thing. So oh, anything for a vendetta. Clutch, clutch. Uh, and he doesn't even have a glass of water with him. Colin's nope. coming oh, in. No. He's sitting down right now. He's putting his headphones back on, switch cartridge in hand. Okay, so okay. I do think next week we need hold to on. talk him into smoking them. Okay, so hold <laughs> on. All right, let's set the stage now for the listeners. Okay, so what cartridge do you have in your hand? This is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Have you ever tasted gaming quite this delicious before? I mean, um, I mean, I put my, my, my tongue on the end of a coax cable <laughs> once, an RF connector. <laughs> did, you get, did you get cable? Could you see cable from oh. that on? I'm dizzy, dude. I like I got like channel three, channel four. You know, I just I just put my finger on the TV. Did, I just got all those channels. Did you just call us plebes earlier? <laughs> and then you come dude, back I was with like, that. I was fucking four. All right. 
Oh, yeah, well, now you're oh 21 gosh, and you're about yeah. to lick a Swiss Yeah, cartridge. you are legal. Uh, this is a crime in, in some countries. <laughs> the inner collector in me is screaming. Okay, so, so, you know. so you're going to lick it, and so you don't, you know what to expect, but you just never experienced this before. I don't think he knows what to expect. Here's what we need, Colin. We need a good lick, man. We need a good lick. A good lick? Yeah. We need to see, we need a good, solid tongue to, to label and then describe everything for the well, audience. Okay, so here, let's start with this. What are you expecting? Uh, well, Cotton, I'm expecting the label to taste very bitter um, because Ooh. I know they put some sort of bitterant on it. Uh, for the children. I'm for guessing, the children. Yeah, and it's going to be like, a, I almost picture it tasting like like the adhesive on the on an envelope. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be way worse than that. Probably worse. I think it's going to be like, like a I 10 think times I'm version. never going to do this, by the way, but I think it would be a lot like that spray, that pet spray or puppy spray that you put on stuff so that pets don't bite things, which is really nasty. Mm. And I, I've, mm, I've, I've, I've be had it. a puppy before and I, I've, I've unfortunately got that on my fingers before. It's not fun. Now, see, I know I, what it tastes like. And oh, you've I done this? Con- I've done this. I've done this with oh every cartridge gosh. I own. I own three you, Switch. Every? You've done this three multiple switch times? What the yes. hell is wrong with you, Robert? Because I want to check for consistency. And and what were the <laughs> findings? So, so wait, hold on. So you were in this for the science? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, so what, uh, what did you find? Uh, so far, I can confirm that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8, and Disgaea 5 all taste the same. Which is? I'm not saying it until Colin puts his damn tongue <laughs> okay, on that we cartridge. Need full, we need full sticker contact with the surface of your tongue. Yeah. All right. Okay. Get that, get that Just, cartridge. Get that nice and moist. Yeah. French it a little. Oh, God. Guys. <laughs> guys. I'm not trying to ruin the fucking game no, here. No, don't touch the I'm not wanting Just a label. Just a label. Come on. Come on. That game's going to hold its value even without a sticker. Let's be real. God yep. damn it. Okay. All right. Guys, All right. Go why ahead. Why don't I buy two copies right. of this? We're going to do three... Two, one, do it. Uh, that's a pretty solid uh, lick. That was a pretty wow, solid no lick. No reaction. Yeah, come on. Tell us what's going on through your head. Oh, you guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> this wasn't even bad. Are you kidding? <laughs> it wasn't even bad. You did not taste anything bitter. Your tongue didn't immediately did. react and think like, oh, Colin, stop, please. For the love of God, stop. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me it's not. It's kind of like spreading on my tongue now. <laughs> it's kind of like... uh. <laughs> It's kind of like no, honestly. Here, here, here's exactly what it is. It's like a mixture between the adhesive on a on a letter, like a like an envelope, and like mosquito spray. Times a billion worse. Do you need to look at it again, Colin? I'm I'm telling you right now. <laughs> me and the listeners at home are very disappointed in this. Okay, he, he licked it, it a second time. A big lick, I would say. Would you call that a big lick, Robert? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so he's definitely got the effect. So come on, Colin, give us something to hear. <laughs> mm, mm, yes, it's it's spreading, it's spreading from the from the front of my lips, to, from the front of the tongue to the to the back, filling just filling my palate up. <laughs> Don't forget to spit it? it out after. Is it really not the that taste, bad? The smell, ten out of ten. Tastes like Zelda. I th- I think he's trying to spite us. Like I think he's trying his hardest to <laughs> grin and bear how awful it actually is to disappoint you know us all. I, I've since I've gotten this game, I have not removed it from my Switch. Well, I did once, but like I've left it in there since. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not. I feel like it wouldn't, but I guess we can't say for sure. I mean, it's not like overwhelming me right now. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
It's there. Get the bear spray yeah, out. All right. All right. Next you week, are... it's Mace, guys. We're going to Mace Colin in the face you, to get a, a reaction you, out of him. I don't think you understand the, the terrible things that I've had in my mouth working oh, where I do. Oh, whoa. Uh, spoilers. So, so with that. Yeah, that's the end. We'll with cut, that. cut, 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 cut. Robert, get us out of here. Yeah. Get us out of here. End so, the podcast. Uh, end the podcast. Where can we find you guys online, Jack? We know where we can find Colin, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay at jack cepeda uh on twitter j-a-c-c-e-p-e-d-a good lord email us your would you rather ideas guys also uh, at the end here at the podcast i want to remind you that we our contest is still ongoing you have time to uh enter right now so again the rules are let me pull them up you have to we want you to give us five stars on itunes that's the only way we're going to gain visibility also we need you to follow us on twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag tdp and after you do that and subscribe to our podcast as well you will be in the running for a large cash prize i'm telling you we people said that we can't pay for subscribers well damn it i'm out to prove them wrong we're giving you cash money <laughs> we are buying subscribers here we need we need you guys honestly in all honesty we need you the audience the subscribers to help us spread the word if you like our podcast if we add value to your life in any way tell your friends tell two friends have them tell two friends have them tell two friends it's the only way it's going to happen i i we we do our best to have a um professional sounding production here on you and that might mean that we've already reached some level of success in some people's minds but the facts could not be more that we are incredibly grassroots and we are incredibly doing this out of the love of doing it so we really need your guys' help to get the word out there if you like this podcast Again, help us out, and you could earn some money, in, or you could win some money on the way. So, and it's a lot of money too. So, so it'll be worth your uh, five minutes of doing that. So, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colin, for your last episode of this podcast, uh, where can we find? <laughs> where can we find you? Colin lasted four episodes. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, this is my last episode. I actually won't be here next week though. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, real sadness. Yeah, real talk. Yeah, uh, so it'll be it'll be uh, Robert and Jack running the show by themselves next week. I will be gone on vacation, uh, sadly enough, but I will be back for episode five for sure. Six. Uh, with six. No, yeah, you're Make right. Make sure this you come back four. with all your fingers, too, over Fourth of July weekend. Like, real talk. Right. Right, exactly. I, be, I Dude, I won't be able to play video games anymore. Why would I do that to yeah, myself? Yeah, protect those digits. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, yes, I will not be here next week. I will be back for episode six. You can find me on Twitter, at me, ask me any questions, comments, concerns, at boo-boo, two <laughs> underscores, five-five. Never gets old. And I actually was wrong. It will be episode five. I'm just getting things mixed up. Oh, As we don't really usual. number these. We're starting. Wow. So we'll, yeah. we'll start numbering, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me, Robert Scarpanito, at Pinoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T, on all the social medias. So feel free to, you know, hit me up there, subscribe tweet at me follow me whatever uh and don't forget to smash that subscribe button as well for this uh yeah one more thing don't forget don't forget to uh keep an eye on the facebook page don't forget we have a facebook group uh the official tiny disc facebook group that i myself am moderating so i will be jumping in there in the next couple uh the coming weeks being a lot more interactive than it has been so far you said that last uh, week asking you guys you said that last yep week. What? Not giving you shit. That's that's the last week. All right, yeah, but uh, I'll be posting new episodes there. To, uh, anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, post comments, questions, concerns, all that good stuff. And uh, maybe I'll start doing some discussion stories and things like that. But yeah, just uh, make sure you guys are trying to be active. I'll be active there too. See yep. you there. 
Sounds good. I think I should wrap us up for this episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast. Tune in next week, and we'll see you next Thursday.